All right. Are we back in here? Let's start the damn intro over. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Can you hear now? Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Can we hear now? Let me check myself. Let's, let's start. All right. We can hit it. We can get into here. All right, man. Shout out to the coach gang. I'll prepare a better freestyle for you. All right. Uh, what a great show. What a great intro into Friday. Yikes. All right. So uh, I don't know what was going on with my audio, but it's all good. Today, we're going to talk about it's the, the system designed to fumble the bag. All right. For men. And here we go. I opened up fumbling the bag. So uh, it took us 11 minutes. We'll re-edit that. Um, we'll re-edit we'll re it for the playback team because they're like 11-minute intro, for real. 11-minute intro. We were pissed at the three-minute intro, coach. Get on with the damn show. <laughs> this is a great show today. We're going to talk about why men tend to fumble the bag. Now, a lot of, not all men fumble the bag, but we're going to talk about why the system is in place for you to fumble the bag. The story is classic. It is always the same story, right? So the story goes something like this. Men achieve success relatively at a short age based on some sort of talent, based on some sort of, you know, he took a risk and a gamble. And then as a result, the trappings of success appears. And then which makes you believe that you're above the law or you're above approach. You're above, uh, or is it reproach? You're above failing. You're too big to fail. You don't think God will take you away just like that. And so you fall for a lot of the vices that are going to be taking you down here, which we always talk about here. Obviously, it's going to be child support, women, drugs, money, weed, weather, whatever it is. <laughs> All right. And so you get into these things and indulge instead of doing the right thing, which is to lay low. You do not realize you're a high value target. Now, I've been saying the high value target for quite a long time. When the high value man conversation came in. And what a lot of men think that is once they get this money that uh, they can keep people in check. You can keep women in check. Hey, I got this money. I'll keep these broads in check. And you will for a little bit. Okay. I'm going to just let you know you will be a, for a little bit. And then eventually they will figure out how to finesse your ass. Okay. If you don't operate into discipline. Now, every man is susceptible to this thing. So what will happen is you'll get a little bit of money. You'll get a boat and you'll get hoes. And you think that's the end of the story. The story's going to end there. And not only that, you'll continue to make money, right? I'm going to continue to make money. I'm going to continue to get these hoes. I'm going to get the best women out there because the best lookers are going to deal with you up front. When they're young and dumb, all right, don't think, don't think that you met a highly attractive woman in her mid-30s that hasn't fumbled around with some of these guys when they were in their early 20s, okay? And then they figured out, at some particular point, well, money doesn't mean everything. And they're right. It doesn't mean everything now because she's had men with money. She's been tempted. That tummy has been tempted with the taste of nuts and honey. All right. And so now she's already done it. She's been there, done that. She's been flown around. She's been uh, paraded around as arm candy. She's been had entree to backstage paid passes to BBD. All right. She's had those days. And now she doesn't want those days anymore, right? She might long for the results of those days, but she doesn't want those days anymore. And in the middle of that, you don't realize the amount of men that she potentially has exposed herself to or dragged herself down. But you don't know because you just got money and you're getting easy access to women. You don't know because you're getting fast cash. You don't know because you're just sliding in. You just slide in and then you just relieving yourself in these women, right? Because they're making themselves available. But there's traps, guys. There's a system, and I'm going to just, I'm doing this for the young men out here. 
Okay, I'm doing this for the young men out here to make you realize that the system is designed to get all the money back. All right, we had that conversation the other day with the reparations, and I pissed off a lot of the pro-blacks. But um, the reality is there's no free lunch. There's no such thing as a free lunch. When you get your money, you need to lay low. Everything needs to be contracted. Every Not contracted. <laughs> Everything needs to be under contract. Everything, every step you take, every little step you take, you need to be very careful as to um, what the repercussions of every decision you make will be. Because they're just looking for a dumbass. They're just looking for a dumbass to get easy money from. Now, I'm going to do today the Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame. Okay, we're going to make a Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame. And with the help of the coach gang, you guys are going to list a lot of men that that I missed of men that have fumbled the bag. Okay. And my philosophy is, you know, once I do, every time I get a little bit more successful, every time I increase my income, I need to lay low. Every broad that I deal with or every woman that I deal with, <laughs> every woman that I deal with from that point on must have a clear understanding of what things are. Or if they don't, I must limit their uh, reach to me and say, look, I can't no longer have you close to me because you can potentially capitalize off of me fumbling the bag. Every now and then, one will slip through the cracks. However, this is not a game, gentlemen. When you fumble the bag, you lose significant amount of money. When you fumble the bag, you lose freedom. When you fumble the bag, you lose to the government. And they're just waiting for you to fumble a bag. Do you not understand they're waiting for you to fumble a bag? It's so, it's so simple and plain, but yet these young men do not see it coming. All right, so today what we're going to do is we're going to do the fumble a bag. We're going to do the fumble a bag Hall of Fame first. We do have a Dr. John Deloney video that I have queued up just in case we have extra time. And if you want to indulge, you can do that. This will be the after party. Okay. And um, when they get done picking your carcass, many times you will be left with relatively nothing or you'll die with millions in your bank account. Oh, you'll end up dying with millions in your bank account. Because you will have worked your way to the top and then end up fumbling the bag. And guys, people are going, who are you talking about? Because I know you think I'm talking about KS. I'm not. There's plenty of men that have died with millions in their bank account and they ended up in probate. Unresolved for decades with women and, and, and all kind of children coming up saying, I'm the child of this person. I am the wife of this person. I am the ex-wife of this person. You best to realize that this is not a game. And guys, um, I was watching this Takashi 69 video, which, you know, that guy is interesting guy, Takashi 69. And he was going down a list of rappers. And basically he was saying, no one's untouchable. No one's out of reach. You all can get God. You all can get God, gentlemen. All right. So I, I know the male ego the male ego was sitting, sit, you, you guys sit there and think, nah, it can't happen to me. Nah, nah, it ain't going to happen to me. I ain't going to get got. But the reality is, 
they have many ways to get you got, right? They got many ways to get you got. And it's scary because once you try to ascend the ladder of success, you're an easy mark. You're an easy mark. Let's go through the Hall of Fame here. Let's play a little bit of music too. All right, let's go to the Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame. Um, You know what's funny? A lot of these men are melanated men. You might want to catch the hint, black men. You a big old easy fat old mark because a lot of you a lot of times you came from the mud, right? Um, you came from the mud, and uh, you came from nowhere. You had a talent, and then you got the money, right? And then obviously, since you came to the mud, you started doing things that you uh, didn't have access to, and that things that you know you, you they just let you do it. You know what I mean? They let you go out there and mess with straggle daggles. So let's go through the uh, uh, the 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 uh, fumble the bag Hall of Fame here, and some of these men have recovered. I know some of these. Well, he's doing okay now, all right? <laughs> yeah, they went from ashy to classy. You know what I mean? They went from ashy to classy, and then all of a sudden, they didn't adopt into the new new mold that they're in. You're worth fifty million dollars, sir. You can no longer do that. Okay, so Fumble the Bag Hall of Fame. We're going to start off with Mike Tyson. Brief history of Mike Tyson. Heavyweight champion of the world. Literally unbeatable. This man was unbeatable. I know you young guys don't know who Mike Tyson is. Uh, you think you know, but you don't know. Okay, but Mike Tyson was like a god amongst men. All right, he was like unstoppable as a fighter. The, the guy was unstoppable. But anyway, the dude's the heavyweight champion of the world. He unified the belts. Youngest heavyweight champion in the world. All right, millions upon millions of dollars. He's taking pictures and all that. And then he gets charged with the grape. All right, that was his, well, that was his second mistake. His first mistake was he got robbed blind by um, his wife, Robin Gibbons, who everybody knew was going to be a soul-sucking succubus, all right? And so essentially what happened was he's got set up for the bag on the divorce. He got accused of domestic violation. And then when he went out there, uh, got, went back single, he was allegedly, well, I mean, he was convicted for taking some peace leave from Desiree Washington, okay? Um, that's when he went to jail, okay? So he lost his belt, accused of getting some peace leave. He set up the fight at Vandit Holyfield, and he fumbles the bag, all right? He ends up going to prison for some three years, and then he gets back out. He kind of recovers. He goes through another down period where he bites off Evander Holyfield's ear, you know what I mean? Like, it, he's had an up-and-down life. Don King robbed him of money. This guy fumbled the bag. All right. But now he's came, he's he's back. He's back. But he went through 20 years of turmoil. Okay. 20 years of turmoil that would have killed another man. All right. Um, so I know people are getting, you know, brothers are gonna say, some of you, uh, but he's doing good now. Yo, <laughs> who needs to go to prison? and have a 20-year period where you're wrecked to be okay. Uh, let's go to the next guy. O.J. Simpson, Orenthal, James Simpson. Obviously, you guys know what, what happened to him. And uh, this story is similar. There was a woman in his life that changed the direction of his life. Orenthal, James Simpson could actually write his ticket to wherever he wanted to go, right? He could do whatever. He could do no wrong. He was the corporate man. He was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. He was the face of company uh he was the face of fortune 500 companies a a as a black man that's going to be pr pretty rare to do and he fumbled it he fumbled the bag 
Okay, and so in this situation here, he fumbled it because he thought he was could could be an old pimp to an old white uh, a a a, a, uh, a manufactured white woman, and it went left. He thought he could put his pimp hand down, and it went left, and he no longer owned the woman, and she was out there in these streets, right? Allegedly, streets. Not only that, he tried to strong arm rob somebody that had his property, and it went left. All right, so he's been in prison for some. He served 19 years of prison. And he no longer is the guy that he used to be. But he's still at the junior college. All right, what about uh, Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro fumbled the bag. So much so that he had to start doing acting on television in order to keep up with his ex-wife. Fumble, fumble, fumble the bag. As you guys are seeing, there's a reoccurring theme about men when they get money, they get dumb. And then the women around them become apex predators. All right. They don't realize that their judgment in women is lacking. When you get, when you get, when you get money, you should get incredibly average women around you. <laughs> right. Stop aiming, dude. That you don't have to aim high anymore. You got money. Right. So you know what I mean? We always talk about, well, you know, they, look, the the highly attractive women are recreation. Now I can't tell you. I mean, I don't know what this woman is here. But he funneled the bag. How about this guy? Phil Collins. Fumbled the bag twice. He married this woman, divorced her, married her again, and she cleaned him out. Twice. Twice. And he got cleaned out twice. I mean, how dumb do you have to be? And now he's sitting there. He had an easy lover, and that shit went left. How about Tiger Woods? Eldrick Tiger Woods fumbled the bag. As you guys see, there's a reoccurring thing here. Okay. These men are fumbling the bag and it's often centered around women. Often centered around women. So you have to have extreme judgment around women. You have to be extremely disciplined when you get the bag. Tiger Woods out there clapping all these cheeks. And he's almost a billionaire by this point. He's clapping cheeks. He's clapping uh, 40-year-old uh, women that work in diners cheeks in the parking lot. Tiger, no bueno. There's no way. Tiger ain't never been the same since the day uh, Elon wrapped that golf club around his head. He ain't been the same since that day. This dude got leg injuries, car accidents. He done got arrested, falling asleep at the wheel, car accidents. He done got a back injury. He ain't been the same since. He hasn't been the same since. There were stories of him bringing Australian dolls around. Not I mean like real doll, like a like a like a, a female Australian girls checking them in the hotels, banging them on top of tables. This is all alleged. This is not alleged. This is all documented. He was having fun out there, and his life ain't been the same since. Mm. Not only that, he had to part ways for some two hundred million dollars plus. What about Magic Johnson? Pause. I know you're going to say he's doing well now. However, you can have to admit you fumbled the bag. I mean, you were out there banging around three women every, every morning, three women in the afternoon, three women in the night, allegedly. You had your fun, but you only got a 10-year basketball career. Like, you guys don't realize, Magic only paid, played, what, 11, 12 years tops? Like, LeBron played in 20 years. Back in these days, 
you know, you can expect to play 13 to 15 years. He only got damn near uh, 12 years. And you can't count the two or three years that he came back to play a couple times. So you thought it was all good. And as you guys know, this is, again, centered around women. The peace league can be a little bit too much. It can be a little bit too much addicting. Yes, he got some business deals because he got around with people that knew how to manage his bag and keep him as the face to make him look very smart and intelligent. There, he's smart there. And he had some people that didn't rob him blind. So good for that. But he fumbled the initial bag. Absolutely. Now his career was probably going. He only had two or three more years left anyway. But Magic Johnson, pause. Anytime you say the name Magic Johnson, you have to say pause. I mean, that is, uh, <laughs> here we go. What about Tupac? Hey, insert any rapper here that has been dead. All right, any rapper that got shot, clapped, all of that stuff. You fumbled the bag. I mean, if you look at what Tupac has did in 25 years, the dude has so many movies. He had so many opportunities. He had so many albums. He was a talent. And uh, he, he got shot over some gang-ish. He got shot over some gangster-ish. I mean, think think of that. Think of that. That, that. That's fumble in the bag. I mean, we got to have better judgment than this. And this is part of the story. We're going to talk about Young Thug. How, how did you fumble the bag that like that? I mean, you got shot leaning out of a window in Las Vegas. I mean, come on, man. Just like a regular, average, everyday brother. That, that, that can't be how it ends. That can't be how it ends. Not only that, the guy ended up serving prison at the peak of his fame. Well, not the peak. It was kind of like as he was cresting. And then he ended up having a second revival in another peak, but he actually had to go to the pen. He had to go to uh, the Clinton Detention Center because some girl allegedly said he slipped his finger up her banana in a tailpipe. Another indication that 23 years old, you're, you're about to become the biggest star ever and you got to go to jail. Mm. Think about it. Gentlemen. That shouldn't be you. You shouldn't have to revert to no gangster-ish when you're at the top of your game. And he got five, shot five times and he's still breathing. All right, what about Will Smith? He about to fumble the bag. These are the fumble the bag Hall of Fame. Somebody said Magic didn't fumble the bag. His NBA contract was trash. Yeah, I mean, listen, he was the richest contract in history. However, it was a $25 million contract, $1 million per year over 25 years, and they were just going to make him the face of the franchise, a.k.a. Jerry West. But it was still the richest contract at that time. It looks like trash now because people are making $25 million a year now. Like bench warmers are making $25 million a year. But back then, that was a big contract. A million dollars a year was unheard of. Not even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was making a million dollars a year, and he was out there scoring buckets. So. A contract always looks bad in retrospect. Okay, so um, anyway. Will Smith, fumble the bag. We all know about that. Chuck Berry, what about Chuck Berry? I mean, this story is old, it's, it's age old. Chuck Berry, he's running around here. Johnny B. Good, he's twinkling those damn ivories. No, he was playing the guitar. And he gets arrested on the Man Act. They're watching you, gentlemen. They're watching me. Wait. Sometimes I feel like somebody's watching me. 
Dude, when you get to the point where you're making significant money, which means more money than the average American, they're watching you. Watching you. They're watching you, and they're waiting for your ass to do some dumb ass shit. And so Chuck Berry running around town with teenage lovers, driving them around the whole damn country, clapping the cheeks, smoking the weed out with them, and they had to pick his ass up. They had to pick him up. And it was like, you can't be running around with te- not only teenagers, teenage white girls. Mm. Yeah, they had to pull your ass in. It was like, yo, I know, I, hey, hey, they, they like this, hey, ninja, I know you think you got it, but we can pull all of that shit down. <laughs> and they pray and pray on your downfall. Somebody said, who is that? Chuck Berry, Johnny B. Good, you know, one of the most, the best guitarists of all times. If you watch the movie Back to the Future, the, the whole song, uh, the, the Chuck Berry, but the whole song, Johnny B. Good, that he played, that may be too old of a reference for you. Uh, Chuck, Chuck Berry was one of the greatest talents in the rock and roll or early stages of rock and roll. And he was out there driving around white women, young white, not white women, white girls through St. Louis, Missouri, all over the place. All right. He's the he's really somebody says the key to rock and roll. You got to know who, where's Chuck Berry. Do we have a picture of Chuck Berry? Um, do we, we do we have a picture of Chuck Berry? I will let you guys see a picture of Chuck Berry. All right, let's see. Let's see if we could get a picture of Chuck Berry. All right, see, people don't know him. See, it's interesting. It's good that people don't know him because he would have been known forever. Like he was the he was the people. He, I mean, I would say every white rock star tried to learn what Chuck Berry did. Chuck Berry inspired the Rolling Stones. Yes. If it wasn't for Chuck Berry, you have no Rolling Stones. You have no U2. You've had, you've had none of them. All right, so that's how significant Chuck Berry is. And, um, and um, they, these, these men, the Beatles, they came to watch Chuck Berry. They came to watch the blues singers like these men, and they became who they were. Yeah, you have no Elvis. You have nobody without Chuck Berry. Somebody says he looks like Most Def. Most Def actually played him in the movie um, uh, Cadillac Records. Most Def actually played Chuck Berry in the movie Cadillac Records. So he does look like Most Def. All right, who else fumbled the bag? Uh, we'll stop it right there. We're going to come back. Oh, oh, we, we got James Brown. James Brown fumbled the bag at one particular point, had to serve prison time several times, and then got hemmed up by the IRS. Red Fox, Michael Vick. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, you're at your peak. Michael Vick. Mm. Michael Vick. He was the best lefty quarterback you can think of since Steve Young. Mm. Steve Young. And guess what? Michael Vick went down on dogfighting. you got to be kidding me. You lost it all. You're the cover of the damn EA Sports, John Madden. You're every freaking thing. MC Hammer. Look, people are naming them. Deion Sanders. I mean, it's ridiculous. The list goes on and on and on and on. He said, that's rough. So it's always this. It's always this. It's drugs. These are vices. Drugs. The affinity for women. The belief that you uh, you can women can have no power over you, so you go to a point where you treat women like garbage. Okay, 
that's going to get you in trouble, gentlemen. You want to be as nice as possible. This whole thing about dominating women in, in this culture right now is, is do, do not don't do it. Don't do it. It's going to bite you in the ass, especially if you ever make money. Don't do it. And then it always centers around um, the government and finances. And then the last one is going to be um, you not growing up. So, like, for, for instance, you have a ticket out of the hood, but you come back and you do hood ish. All right. So those are the four ways you get trapped. All right. I'll, I'll repeat it and we'll do the super chats. The four ways you get trapped drugs. A women. All right. Women, because the women that are going to make it easy for you are going to later make it hard for you later. OK. Government, meaning Caesar, <laughs> Caesar. And then number four. You coming back to the hood. All right, back to the hood. You know, you don't want to be a sellout. You don't want to be an Uncle Tom. You don't want to move out the neighborhood. And then you still want to do hood-ish, but you're a millionaire. Mm. Dude, leave. Go behind the gates and don't come out. <laughs> right? Come on. It's too simple, but we fall for these traps. Henry Ruggs. Well, he's still getting paid. Henry Ruggs. I, I, I forgot of that one because we're going to talk about Jared Judy in a minute. And, and Henry Ruggs got selected by uh, before Jared Judy, and everybody thought the Raiders were crazy, and they were until yesterday. Henry Ruggs, he's still getting some paychecks, but here's Henry Ruggs' story. He's, he's slated as being the top receiver. Yeah, Johnny Manziel, he's another one. Johnny Manziel, ego, the ego of men. So, yeah, we're not going to really talk about blaming women on this one. This is your own ego. You literally sitting out here. You're the number one receiver for the growing Raiders. <laughs> you're going to be the next um, Tyreek Hill. You're basically drafted to be Tyreek Hill. All right. That's basically what you have to do. Just run down there. We'll lob it up 50 yards. Just catch the ball. Nah, this dude want to drive 150 miles an hour down a Las Vegas street and kill a dog and a woman. Now you ain't never coming back. Somebody says pre, Prince Prince Harry, he ain't fumbled it all the way. Oh, what? well, actually, Prince Harry did fumble the bag, right? He did fumble the bag. Now that I think about it. Um, and a lot of people are saying, you know, the money, these people have a money, they don't care. That's not true. All right. Um, I, I really want to put that into perspective, but I got to do the cash apps. Some people are saying that, like, oh, well, he got money and so it's all fine. No, man. These people have their ego wrapped up into their success. This is the thing that got them successful. Like you have a talent. You are able to monetize it in a situation. You basically hit the lottery and then you ruined it. And now you have to. All you all you can do now is sit there and look at your money. Guys, that will make you depressed. Right? These people are not going to be happy. Speaking of not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> There's only much, so much shopping you can do. Yeah, Bill Cosby, there's almost only so much shopping you can do, okay? Trust me, I came from nothing, and I had something. I fumbled it. I came back. I got something. How much shopping can you actually do as a man? There's only so much bullshit you can buy that can fix your, 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 your urge to feel better about yourself. You're like, hey, I feel better about myself. I went to Nordstrom's today. What? What did you buy? Another pair of shoes? And there's so much, only so much bullshit you need. What eventually happens is you start indulging. 
with this money or you start bringing in people that are going to be very good at spending your money. So then you bring women in that can learn how to shop. All right. So, guys, don't don't fall for the uh, but they're OK because they have money. I don't believe so. I think a guy like a Johnny Manziel, he has the money. But look at him. He's constantly trying to prove himself to stay relevant in the thing that got him money because he doesn't just want to sit on money. That'll make you depressed. He wants to show people that he's still relevant. Isn't he playing in some seven to seven flag football league or something like that? All right. Um, <laughs> he ain't coming to the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes fumbled the bag. Aaron Hernandez, that's another, oh my God. So we got to add here Aaron Hernandez for sure. Aaron Hernandez fumbled the bag. Oh my God, doing some gangster-ish. Again, there's the fourth one. You make it, but you want to come back and you want to do some hood stuff to stay hood relevant. Yeah, yes, absolutely. All right, let's do them. Simon Small is in the building on the Cash App. Appreciate you for being here again. Brian Thomas says, who? Who be making your beat, Sean? All right, I get my beats from Epidemic Sound. I believe I have an affiliate link down in the links in the description box. But that's where I get my music from. And I go in there and I get the darkest, trappest music in there because that's that, you know. <laughs> All right, then I work on my freestyle. Shout out to Mr. Gourmet. CGA is the best part of my day. Appreciate the earlier contributions, man. XL Pro Services says play chess, not checkers. Yeah, y'all go out there and be playing checkers with these people. So you go back with the other humanoids. Shout out to Bobby DeBrangini. That's going to be our new, one of our new ones that we described. You guys go out there with the other humanoids and you believe that uh, you can do what humanoids do. All right, you can do what NPCs do and knuckle draggers. Uh, these people are plugged into the matrix. And here you come with your pile of money. Here you come with all your success. They're already guarded by you, right? Because they're already looking at you like, oh, he thinks he can do this and he thinks he can do that, you know, because they're humanoids. And then what they eventually do is they say, well, I'll hang around and I'll be a hanger on long enough to get what I need to get from this person, a.k.a. Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson's made it. And then he's hanging out with humanoids. Mm. Or then he starts to attract humanoids. And then at some particular point, then you come back. And then they end up jacking you for your paper because they are playing checkers out here. They're not playing chess. You're playing chess now. They're playing checkers. You cannot do deal with humanoids that way. I know people think, y'all. And so when people say, yeah, when people say uh, money's changed you, it should change you. You change, man. You ain't the same since you got money. Exactly. I think that's the point. <laughs> I should be distancing myself from NPCs, from mouth breathers, knuckle draggers, right? Humanoids. You gotta, uh, you gotta distance yourself because at some point, at some point, it's gonna come back to bite you. They only know chess. <laughs> they only know checkers. Shout out to Law Pockets, Coach. My ex haunted my dreams last night. Oh my God, I've been there with you, man. I've been there with you. Trust me, I know what you mean. I've had one, I had a dream recently, probably within the last month or two of my ex haunting me on some shit. And I woke up and what happened was I bit my tongue really bad in the middle of my sleep. So bad, it I, it woke me the hell up. I was like, what's going on? And I think it was a precursor. It was like, she's up to something. 
Anytime she comes back and haunts me, I was like, she's up to something legally. Shout out to J Flow. The more money you make, the more they want to take. The more money you make, the more they want to take. All right. If you make, let's just say you made, um, let's just throw a number out there. $2 million. All right. $2 million. Um, you got to realize, like, you're one of the richest people in, in America. I know it doesn't seem like it because when you make $2 million, it ain't going to seem like you got $2 million. It's going to seem like you got $500,000. But let's just put that in perspective. If you got $500,000, you're still one of the richest people in America. Okay, so you're still extremely wealthy. Now, the people that are going to associate with you don't have hide nor hair near $50,000. Okay, $50,000 is a, you know, if, if, a, if a person that makes $50,000 all of a sudden has an extra Five, uh, extra uh, $10,000, they made it. That will change their life. This is why I would tell you, man, some people down on the street, you can change their life. So they see your $500,000 and you're extremely rich. If they can just get 10 grand off of you, they made it. So you're a high value target. Okay, you're, you're crazy rich to them. And anything they can do to get 10,000, 20, 30, $40,000 is a come up. But no, you guys don't see it that way. Somebody says, I'm puzzled. What the heck do women spend money on? They don't know. They got they got stuff. They spend, 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 spend. This is called, what do they call it? Um, they call it uh when they when they feel down about themselves and they go and they they go shopping to make themselves good, feel good. Shout out to Cali West. He says, Thanks for showing the bus beat down last night. Thanks for showing the bus. Oh, <laughs> the Amalams. Oh, yeah, it's the Amalams. Call Amalam. Bring Amalams. Yeah, man, I love that one. Shout out to Nick Fury for the engineer doctor that fixed the stream. Sometimes, man, you don't know what I go through. I did get an early warning that the audio was messed up. I was like, what is that? And I was like, I ignored it. And guess what? Never ignore things, man. Things give you a indicator for a reason. Harold L. says, Brian N. is the new... Brian N is new and he needs to start. Wait, hold on for a second. Brian N is new and he needs the shuffling stat. Oh, shout out to the new viewers here. Like the uh, like the stream and also um, you need to uh, subscribe to the channel. But some people don't realize that I like to shuffle over here. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you gonna do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Uh, one of the other ways to fumble the bag, and this is for brothers, is for some reason, there's a sense of, and this is an important message. I, you know, I know I have the best edutainment show here on YouTube, but this is a, this is something that I always want to tell young brothers, you know, bro, let's huddle up brothers, you know, you know, not these brothers. All right, huddle up, uh, come in closer. Uh, just because you're black, when you make it, you don't have to start caping for the black community. All right, so listen, <laughs> that's one of the ways to fumble the bag, a.k.a. LeBron James. Okay, so there are times when you do and times when you don't, okay? But you have to understand this for some reason. You come from the mud, and you, and you, you, you come from the mud, and then what happens is people depend on you. They put a pressure on you that is unfair. They put a pressure on you that is unfair. And, and people would really need to hear this. 
what you do is you make it, and then the the 50,000 people around you, they don't make it. And then what happens is you become their hero. You become their voice. You become the you, you become the symbol of, hey, you made it, but we're still unfair. So now you need to help us. And now everything you do, instead of making yourself better, now you're going to split loyalty. Now you're going to fumble your bag to try to help these people who ain't even helping themselves. You're not obligated to save the community. You're not even obligated to save your family. It's your distance relatives. The hell with them. It ain't your money. It's mine. So never feel like, and this is a this is a situation where uh, um, the psychologically you feel guilty. You feel guilty. Oh, I made it out of the mud, and I made these sacrifices. I hustled. I went and sweated on the basketball court. Dripping sweat on the basketball court, dominating, and that's in all sports. But what I need to do is separate myself from these humanoids because they ain't even helping themselves. They've ran, you know, the, the story I tell you is that these people have made dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision. Sure, they've been oppressed and they've been disenfranchised and they've been uneducated and so forth and so on. However, it ain't my fault. It's survivor's remorse. It's guilt. You have this guilt. Oh, now I've been given this thing. I must rescue these people. Nope. Mm. Nope. So I always tell my brothers, brothers, and I've been very good at doing this. Just because you're a black face doesn't mean you need to start going, okay, now, since I got here, now I need to start focusing. No, 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 no. Mm. <laughs> you don't. You don't need to do that. The same thing goes with your mama. Now, my mama, you know, I'll do whatever I need to do for my mama. However, she knows I ain't got to do nothing for you because here's the date. Here's the thing. And people don't get it. I'm a little bit hardcore. There's an icebox where my heart used to be. My mama had an obligation to support me. I don't have an obligation to support my mama. No, my daddy. No, my bald-headed granny. Nobody. See. They made the choice to bring me into the world. They supposed to do for me. I ain't supposed to do for them. See, I was set free to do for my descendants. But their obligation was to me. Now, later on, you know what I mean? I ain't going to leave their ass out in the cold. I will do what I can. But I ain't obligated to do a damn thing. You understand what I'm saying? So. Even when I treat my family like this, when I treat the hood like this, people are going, wow. You really don't like your people. Guys, I tell my family the same thing that I'm telling you people. <laughs> and when I say you people, I mean you people. I don't owe you anything. You didn't bring me here. You didn't take me out or whatever it is. I owe you nothing. I owe my mama nothing. I owe my daddy nothing. They owe me. And they did what they were supposed to do by getting me here to be able to capitalize on this. Now, who I owe is my, my descendants, whoever I bring into this world. I owe them everything. I am obligated to them. And I will take care of them. In any way, by any means, and whatever I need to do. But I ain't going to owe you nothing. I don't have to speak on your issues. I don't have to sympathize for you. Nothing. <laughs> people are like this dude but i'm telling you 
you better adopt this principle or these people are going to use you. Not just these people, but people are going to use you. And you guys will hold yourself back trying to help people. And when you help them, I promise. This is the this is what happens. This is what they're going to do when you help them. They literally going to sit on their ass and let you drag them up and down to their boulevard. Many of them will do absolutely nothing, then become liabilities to you because you're helping them. They will keep your ass broken. And then when you go broke helping them, how many times have we seen this in the in the Hall of Fame of fumbling the bag? Soon as they soon as the money gone, so are the women. So are your homeboys. So are everybody else. MC Hammer brought all them people on tour, dancing on the stage. All right. And soon as he went broke. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> <laughs> right. Soon as he couldn't put 80 people on the stage dancing and playing the band. Guess what happened? His ass was on the stage by himself. And they got his chips and then they bounced and he went bankrupt. But he wasn't broke, but he went bankrupt. Take my advice on this one. I know you guys think you're supposed to be the hero of the hood and the hero of your family. This is false. You should help your family, but you ain't their savior. I ain't your savior. I ain't your will. I ain't the bottle of sin that you kill. Yeah, bam, 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 bam. I'm not your savior. Yeah, and then they come with business. They come with business opportunities. Yo, Sean, I'm going to open this car wash slash barbershop, Sean. Yo, it's going to be crazy, man. We can be selling beef jerky. Glocks, drugs, <laughs> I mean, hell no, bro. Not I. All right, a couple more. Let's get back to the show. Shout out to my man. Who is this here? We're going to call you Jay Carroll. He says, uh, Coach, I bet your daughter dropping the burger. Oh, no, I don't know what's going on. Oh, oh, he says, I bet your daughter dropped the burger. I don't even remember who dropped the burger. I think it might have been my son. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh. Mario L says Chuck Berry likes to eat the doo-doo. Look it up. Uh, I, I think I'll stop there. I, I don't even want to know more. I don't even want to know. By the way, Chuck Berry was um, the Bobby Brown before Bobby Brown. He was the two live crew before two live crew. He was the um, he was the NWA before NWA. Uh, he had a song called, I don't know if I can say it on YouTube. <laughs> All right. In the 50s, he had a song called My Dingling, all right? And so what would happen is he would get on stage and see My Dingling, and they would shut the show down, all right? they, them, You know them old white cops in the South? They looked like uh, Bull Connor and all them. You know, they had the German Shepherds. All right, they was waiting for his ass. Say My Dingling, we're going to come in there. We're going to cut all them microphones off. And then he'd be like, man, I won't sing it. Don't worry about it. And he'd get up there. And then he... And then they come and kick all of that off. <laughs> right. So you guys know, man, the stuff you're doing now, dealing with now, it's nothing new. Chuck Berry and all of them did it first. He sung it and they went and got all that off. All right. And so this is why they had to take him down. They, they had to take him down. Pause. They had to take him down. And they said, okay, all right, you're going to keep trying to make us look stupid. Guess what? We're going to wait till we catch your ass lacking. And then they said, he like white girls, I see. All right, we just going to watch him. Mm -hmm. Oh, he like them young white girls. Okay, all right. Oh, oh, they in the back of the car smoking weed. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, he like young white girls. And by that time, it was not illegal 
that age was not illegal. But he like them young. I see them young white. Okay, he clapping them white girl chick. Oh, they getting in the car. They getting in the car. Oh, he don't know. They crossed the dam. They crossed the state lines. Got him. <laughs> Ask Joe Johnson. Or sorry, Jack Johnson, the boxer. Jack Johnson was the same thing. They were like, oh, okay. You gonna act like, you gonna act like that? Okay, all right. Oh, you like white women, I see. All right, yeah, we just gonna watch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were not married? You checking in the hotels? Okay, yeah, we gonna watch that. You checking in the hotels with someone that's not your wife? Yes, sir. Okay, let's go ahead and watch his ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they got him. Man act. Man act. They got that ass. All right, so this is what I'm telling you. Even myself, as I'm on the rise, they start watching. The haters start watching. The government start watching. Everybody start watching. And they wait for you to hang yourself. Getting back to the show. Shout out to, uh, is it Henry? Henry Jackson. He says, whole masculine frame, gents. And we'll get back to the PayPal after this. Okay. He says, old trick bag. They wait for you to hang yourself, gentlemen. So let's go back to some of these stories here. I know the of the cover story because people want to know uh, what's going on here. Let's see. For some reason, I got the wrong tabs open. All right. Men be fumbling the bag. This is the episode that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Jerry Judy. All right. That's an interesting name. Uh, Jerry Judy, wide receiver of the Denver Broncos. I don't know if you know your boy, Russell Wilson, came over to the Denver Broncos to play with Jerry Judy, and Jerry Judy's over here fumbling the bag. All right, so he's arrested, and he faces criminal charges of tampering with domestic violence enhancer. Ay, ay, ay. Do you guys ever heard of a domestic violence enhancer? What does that mean? That means you guys are dumb, messing with women that you're arguing with, and you think you're going to pull Ike Turner masculine frame uh, uh, domination. What do they call it? Domination game on these women? <laughs> Somebody says, all right, coach, that's your mom. All right, yo, see, you guys can have all of these things, man. You guys can, you guys can, you guys can do all of these things and these old adages and all this stuff and uh, watch people sit on your, sit on their ass, sit on your hands, okay? Your mama out here will sue your ass. <laughs> Did you hear Biggie Smalls? Remember Biggie? Your mom's have set that ass up, properly gassed up, hooded and masked up. For that fast buck, she be waiting in the bushes to light that ass up. Guys, there's moms selling their daughters to old men. Do not get me started, bro. There's moms that sue NFL draft picks for money for raising them. Do not start with me. Come on, man. I mean, listen, I'm here to educate the men. I know you were, that's your mama. What about your daddy? Do you have the same opinion about your daddy? Let's go full screen for a second. Because this is, you know, it's Friday. It's Friday. I'm gassed up, properly masked up, hooded and masked up for that fast buck. She'd be laying in the bushes to light that ass up. Here's the deal. You're saying that's your mama. What about your daddy? Y'all leave your daddies out here homeless on the street acting like he's still a pimp from the 1980s. What about your daddy? Y'all go do that to your daddy? Do you have the same opinion about your daddy and helping your daddy? Most of y'all don't. It's just your mama. Dear mama, lady, don't you know you love your sweet lady? Praise no one above you, sweet lady. Don't you know we love you? 
My mama was a crack fiend, mama. And now you're just a black queen, mama. <laughs> All right. Where are we at here? Let me show you. Let me see here. Sell's daughter to 46-year-old man. Let me show you what moms be doing out here, bro. Let me see where he reads over here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. There's a couple of them right here. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Not all mamas are good mamas. Just like not all old people are sympathetic figures. You guys got to break this because you guys think old people, oh, that nice old person. Dude, there were nice old people that worked for the, in Germany and helped get, exterminate people when they were younger. Okay. You guys think somebody's old. Oh, they, oh, they're old. We need to respect them. They made it this far. Dude, they were evil incarnate when they were young. They was out here doing dirt. Um, I look at things from, here's what mamas do. Not all mamas are good mamas. Not all mamas are good mama. Here it is right here. Woman gets 30 years in prison for letting 13-year-old marry a 47-year-old man. Mm. Well, that's your mama. No, 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 that's your mama. Uh, I always tell you, some of your mamas was the girl at the club in the backseat of the Jeep. Okay, let's just put it in perspective. <laughs> You know what I mean? Some of your mamas was just the baby mama. Some of your mamas was in the street. Let's just call it what it is. Tupac even said it. Your mom, my mama was a crack fiend mama. And now she's a black queen. How? How? So I'm supposed to help my crack fiend mama? Now my mama's not crack fiend, but I'm saying not all mamas are good mama. What about this one? Um, let me see here. Let me see. I'm gonna pull it up. You guys gotta qualify everything. You just can't say that's your mama, you should help. How, bruh? My mama could have been an a-hole my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, why? <laughs> you know, she could have been. Not my mama, though. I'm just saying. You can't just throw a blanket statement out like that and then make people live by that. Some people don't want to reward their mama for, for the bad behavior of maybe they separated them from their father for years. And then their father was a good guy the whole time, and they had to find out on the back end. Oh, damn, man. Now, what happened? Oh, my mom said you was a no-good piece of shit. And now you found out otherwise. Okay, you can't just throw blanket statements out like you need to just take care of your mama. You can't. This is the worship of the woman. Again, this is the worship of the divine feminine. Uh, let's see here. Let me see here. Who's the guy that got sued by his mama on the draft, NFL draft pick? I can't think of his name. Let me see here. NFL draft pick. Mom sues him. Wait till I tell you this story. Oh, Patrick Buchanan, Philip Buchanan. Thank you. Thank you, John F. Philip Buchanan. Let's go back. 2015. 2015. This is what this I'm just putting things in perspective. Uh, let's see here. Former NFL player Philip Buchanan says his mom demanded $1 million after he was drafted. Why did she want one million? Why did she demand one million dollars in his new book, New Money, Staying Rich? He's probably saying, "Don't fumble the bag." It says right here, former NFL cornerback uh, Philip Buchanan wrote that his mother made a sizable monetary request of him after he was drafted number seventeen by the Oakland Raiders in two thousand and two. And he says right here, here's an excerpt of the book. Soon after the draft, she, my mama, not my mama, but his mama, told me that I owed her a million dollars for raising me 
for the past 18 years. Again, you owe her nothing. She did what she was supposed to do. That's her obligation to you. You don't get rewarded for doing what you're supposed to do. That's the mind frame that I'm trying to tell you. You don't get no, look, ma'am, what were you not going to do? Not raise me? You supposed to raise me, you jackass, and you're not supposed to get no money for raising me. This is unbelievable. Again, this is a bad mama. And she says, well, that was news to me. If my mother taught me anything, it's that this is the most desperate demand that a parent can make on a child. Mm, interesting. Yeah, you're supposed to take care of your mama. That's a desperate demand. What? I'm sorry, what? It says right here, the covenant of having a child is simply that you give your child everything possible and they owe you nothing beyond a normal amount of love and respect. There is no financial agreement. There is no financial agreement. There is none. You don't get paid after the fact because I turned out to be a good person. Your reward is that, wow, I raised a good person and now that person's able to do better than I. That's it. He says, however, Buchanan said he did not pay his mother $1 million. Instead, he bought her a house and covered her its maintenance costs. Of this decision, he writes, I bought her a house with my luxury taste and no real wisdom behind it. It was an uneducated purchase. When the cost of the house became too big of a burden, Buchanan offered to either buy his mother a smaller house or pay her $1,500. She chose the money. <laughs> and here's the relative part. The 34-year-old went on to say he learned lessons from reconciling his NFL salary with his familiar, familial relationships. Early on, I found myself in too many situations where some relatives, some relatives would come to me and claim they needed something fixed. So I'd write the check. Of course, the problem never got fixed. The check, however, always got cashed. By trying to fix a problem, I created an additional one for myself. I want you guys to listen. This is my philosophy. This is why I have the same philosophy. Nope, I ain't giving you ish. It says, it took hundreds of thousands of dollars, far more than the cost of an Ivy League education, to learn this lesson. I can at least attribute it to my mother. It's true. Mothers have a way of making you learn the most important lessons in life. But I'm the bad guy, huh? I'm the bad guy. I'm the asshole. Guys, you when you look, when when you get yours, it, no one's entitled to it. For real. Not even mama, not even your homeboys, not your cousins, not your nieces and nephews, not your granny. No one's entitled to the money. Especially if they preceded you. They did what they were supposed to do. There's no reward on the back end. Yeah, where was daddy? Daddy didn't get nothing. Daddy didn't get nothing. So you guys got to change your mindset because this mindset is plaguing your plaguing your ability to um to become who you want to become. And by the time you become who you want to become, guess who starts coming out and leeching on your ass? Most of the time, the people close to you. Again, I've always said this. The people close to you or the people who look most like you will be the people who stab you in the back. Not the people over there. Now, not the, not the people over there that are so-called the enemy. Those people are least likely to do anything to you. The most people that are going to do something are people from your neighborhood, people who look like you, people who rolled in your circle, uh, your family, 
your kids, your baby mama, your ex-wife, those are the people who are going to do stuff to you. Nine times out of 10. I mean, statistically, eight times out of 10. Nine times out of 10, for real. Again, you start being successful, you need to separate yourself. It's the people close to you. It's not these mystical uh, monsters out here that are going to get you. It's the people who knew you or knew where you came from. You need to start to literally be like, mm, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, your own people. All right, here we go. Let's get back to Jared Judy. But this is a part of education that you don't get from the world. You get the opposite stuff, and then you fumble the bag. All right, I'm trying to get you to not fumble the bag here. But you're going to get these people pissed off at you anyway, and they're going to try to get you. They're going to be mad at you, too, for not giving them money. Or they're going to be mad at you for not giving them more money, and then they're going to attack you, your own people. And how do they get how do they get you? We call it the assassination plot. They assassinate your character, then they assassinate you financially, then they assassinate you. Okay, this is how they get you eventually. And it catches up to you like a bad storm because these people are greedy. Soon as you get it, say no. You need to learn the, the word no, especially you young men. Here it is right here. This young man right here, Jared Judy. Uh, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos sitting in jail right now. He can't get out. This dude cannot get out of jail. He's an NFL star wide receiver, and that's who Russell Wilson came over to play with. He's in jail for domestic violation, enhancer, two misdemeanors. He's being held without bond until he can appear before a judge in the Slapahoe, no, that says Arapahoe, county court at 8.30 a.m. on Friday, which is today, so hopefully he can be bonded out. It says here the Arapahoe County Sheriff Tyler Brown said in a Thursday afternoon news briefing that no physical contact was made in the dispute between Judy and the mother of his one-month-old daughter. So Praying Mantis is already in full effect, and he's in an emotional fight with his baby mama. It solely involved property. There's no damage to property. There was no damage to property. Interesting. That's interesting. Brown said that per Colorado law, the domestic violation enhancer was added to the charge because of the relationship between Judy and the woman. Also, per Colorado law, the domestic violence enhancer prevents release at least until an appearance before the judge. Brown said Judy prevented the woman from retrieving several items, including the woman's wallet, medical information for the child, and a car seat. So they obviously got into a dispute. She said, I'm leaving. I'm taking your child. She pulled the, I'm taking your child. All right. Listen, this is pretty much, this is pretty much what standard people do, right? I'm leaving. I'm taking your child. You'll never see your son again. And so what he does is doesn't believe, he doesn't believe in the law. He doesn't believe in the law and going, you can't take my kid. All right. But you can try and kidnap him if you want. And I'll call the authorities or I'll file a suit in the court to make the child come back to me. But uh, what he does instead, immaturely, is said, no, you ain't going nowhere. This is a mistake, <laughs> okay? And then he doesn't let her get her driver's license. And what she these are the things that she's claiming she wants to retrieve because she wants to appear like a good mother. This is all strategy. I just needed my wallet and my medical information for the child. What medical information? I mean, you can go to the hospital. There, what, the insurance card for a one-month-old? Yeah. Um, and a car seat. Well, that makes a big deal because you you're going to need the car seat. All right, so if you're if she can't leave with the car seat, you're putting the child in danger, potential child endangerment, right? 
According to the police report submitted to the Arapahoe County Court, the woman told the deputy that the things began things began Wednesday night and that Judy put her wallet and medical pay, uh, paperwork in his car at the home and she could not get them. She wanted to uh, she said she wanted to go back to Virginia. <laughs> Wait a minute. They live in Colorado. You just going to jump in the car and drive back to Virginia? Gotta get my bag and rush. She got the kit. She got the wide receiver seed. She got his seed, and now she's out. Yeah, she's getting her bag and run. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> Actually, there's a picture. Was it Jerry? No, no, no. That was the other Dallas receiver. It says here, and she could not leave without those belongings, telling the deputy that she did not want to get Judy in trouble, but just wanted her things back so she can leave with the child. That's what she. she I didn't. I didn't want anything to go wrong with him. I just wanted to leave him and take the kid away. That's basically what's happening here. According to the document, Judy admitted to locking some of the things in his car, including baby formula. Uh, because the woman took one of his three cell phones and would not give it back. Boy, I mean, imagine you're you're here. You you have a bag and you're worried about a cell phone. Yo, let her take the damn cell phone. All right. You can just basically just, you know, get a new one. Brown said deputies were dispatched to the Arapahoe County residence at 10, 15 a.m. as they keep the peace request. Brown said, so they're outside arguing in the suburbs. Um, Brown said deputies were told Judy had withheld some of the women's property so he, she could not leave the residence and that the woman had called the police from a neighbor's house. Oh, God. You in the suburbs and your baby mama out here running around in the streets barefoot with a baby on her hip, acting like she's uh playing pl playing plantation politics. Breath smelling like breast milk. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, report the phone stolen. He says in a statement, the Broncos. Oh, we don't care about the statement. All right. So anyway, a sad sad situation. I want to see if I can pull up a picture of the happy couple, <laughs> Jared Jude, Jerry Judy and his girl. We'll get to the cash apps and his girlfriend, baby mama. Let's see if we can pull up a uh. A picture of, uh-oh, as I thought, <laughs> just as I suspected. I'm going to say this is, and shout out to Alabama football. What is going on with your wide receivers? <laughs> Alabama football, y'all taking L after L with your wide receivers, man. Come on, man. Get y'all wide receivers together. Henry Ruggs, now Jared Judy. All right, this is his baby mama. I'm going to assume that this girl that's pictured in the corner of this photo that I'm pointing to. I'm assuming that this is his baby mama. Um, yeah. Plantation politics at its best. If you don't know what that is, let me know and I'll let you, I'll explain it. Let's get to the cash apps. I'm sorry, the PayPal's. Appreciate y'all. The link to the PayPal's is up at the top of the live chat, as well as a poll if you guys want to see your boy, Dr. Deloney, get after it again. We got, who is this in here? We got a couple people in here. Uh, no government name. He says, weak men will put me out on a pedestal and fumble the entire bag. It's about quality of the woman, not uh, quantity, in my humble opinion. At some point, you have to arrive at that. I know people want to be like, like you're not satisfied, but you got to put things in perspective when it comes to women. I think the more money you get, the less you should start whittling it down. You can't get crazy with it. Who is in here? Brandon Bates says, what's up, coach? The bag is most definitely important these days. 
I'm competing for a feature in the Muscle and Fitness magazine right now. I'm asking all my brothers to head over to the website and cast a vote for Brandon Bates. Hey, I like that. Hold up for a second. We'll get we'll, we'll get you a vote. We'll get you a vote. Muscle and Fitness magazine. All right. We'll get you in the cover. Let's get you on the cover, man. Because, you know, all of that money for uh, performance. and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's got to go somewhere. We got to get you on the cover, man. You know, took a whole bunch of testosterone. and No, I'm just joking, Brandon. Adrian Paul TV is in the building. Appreciate you. He says, uh, best thing about multiple streams of income is you get paid every Friday. Shout out to you and the coach came. Can I get a Friday Kaylee? Yeah, that's the best and the worst thing. I'm going to tell you, man, when you have a, when you don't have a salary job, sometimes you get paid like, like you'll get three payments per, per week, but sometimes you could go a month and a half without payment. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a sticky thing. So you got to manage your money. I need the link to that muscle and fitness thing because I'm on the thing here. But I, one thing I'm going to tell you, I used to work at universities. Uh, and when you work in state universities, you get paid once a month. All right. Uh, that was pure hell. Pure hell. You get paid once a freaking month. And um, uh, those were like, those were terrible budgeting days. So you just basically like <laughs> trying to budget your money. You didn't get paid every two weeks. And um, then when you become self-employed, you'll get, I mean, there'll be weeks where you double, triple, quadruple up. You'll be like, yo, I got $8,000 this month, this week. But then if you don't have your business structure, well, you might not get paid again for another, you know, five weeks. So, um, you know, it's a weird thing. But then when you get used to that, you can't go back to two weeks. You can't go back. It's like, holy crap. All right. Uh, every month or every two weeks is weird. Uh, we got a couple more. Harold Lagurney. Am I pronouncing that right all this time? He says, Prince of Troy, appreciate you. Fumbled a undefeated dynasty, had kingdoms full of nobles and servant women to pick from, then embarrassed in front of his army with a one-on-one battle. <laughs> Can I get the monkey chimpanzee button, please? Oh, which one is that one? I don't even know what that is, but we'll give him this one. Uh, there's been many men of power that have fumbled the bag over very... Uh, you know, I'm not trying to say they're useless people or useless women. What's the dude named Dominique Strauss? Dominic Strauss? He got set up. He he says he's got set up. It doesn't matter. You, you bang the hotel maid. Okay. Dominique Strauss. Um, Bill Clinton. I mean, he still got his bag when Hillary got in there, right? Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> And then you claim you got set up. Uh, what was the dude name? Marion Barry. Marion Barry. Another guy. Fumbled the bag. You know, these guys are political operatives. Uh, Kobe Bryant, to an extent, fumbled the bag. I mean, he could have went down dangerously on what he did. Again, I like when, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about holding people accountable, like holding yourself accountable. And so the rest in peace to Kobe, but what he did was his fault. You know what I mean? I mean, I just you have to go ahead and take that L. You can't be like, well, these hoes came out there and these hoes is uh no, no, no. It was his fault. Like he literally did what he did, and it is what it is. 
You know what I mean? We got to be accountable. It can't be always we're set up. So if you look, look at them, there's a documentary on, I, I don't know what it's on. It's on Dominic Strauss. And he was set up to be the president of France. So this is how significant it is. I told this story before. He was set up to be the president of France. Like he was, a, he is an economist. I can't remember what his job was. He, was he over the World Economic Forum? Okay, I can't remember what it was. But he was the guy, he was going to be, it was almost like a 60% chance he was going to be the president of France. He brings his ass to New York. He comes to New York. And he's, he's, ba he's bashing hookers and escorts, right? He's doing what he's doing, and he's going to meetings and all of that stuff. And at the time, his competitor, who is now, who is his competitor? His competitor, oh, he was head over the IMF. His competitor, who is now the president of France now, okay, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Macaroon, Macron, Macaroon. So his competitor, you know, they're, they're, they're spying on him. They're spying on him. And they're like, hey, let's wait for to set him up. So potentially they'd send a woman to his room that was in the escort that could have been working for McCroom and his rival. So what, is, what does Strauss do? What does Strauss do? Strauss bangs the maid before he hops on the plane. So the maid comes to the room. I don't know if Strauss thinks he's an, another escort. And then he, as soon as she comes to the room, he bends her over the bed and puts the banana in the tailpipe. But the, the maid goes, hey, I'm just here to clean the room. What is this? And so he finishes up on her, throws toilet paper on her, and he heads to the airport, and they arrest him. I mean, justice doesn't usually move that swift, but it did. So the maid's down there, and she's like, a, you know, she's like, I claim to know nothing. I just went to the room to clean up. All right. And so, <laughs> again, now he's not going to be the president of France, obviously. All right. It's done. So this is, a, this is the thing. Was he set up? Potentially. I don't know. I've, I've, I've watched the story. I tried to make sense of it. The maid seems sincere, but I never believe people on these situations here. He never denied he didn't do it. He was like, hey. It was just a woman here, and that's what it was. He didn't deny doing it, and now he's not the president of France. And guess what? Everybody's saying, well, he was set up. Let's go back. You did that. <laughs> did you not do it? Yes, you did it, and you weren't paying attention. You weren't focused on your goal. You, you were overindulging in women, obviously, which they can be a vice to men with money. You think you have power over them. And then you lost your kingdom, sir. It's an L. Let's go ahead and chunk it up. Chunk up the deuces. If you didn't do that, you would be president of France. Okay, let's just, let's just make it. Let's just, um, what do you call it? Let's qualify it for a second. If you didn't do it to that maid and you were just satisfied with the three other women you were with that week, you would be the president of France. All right, so let's just call it what it is. All right, the peace leave is not free. All right, shout out to, uh, now they really mad at me. All right, shout out to who is this in here? Mr. Hunter, he says, Eminem cleaning out my closet. All right, shout out to you for that one. Uh, let's go, he says, did she fight him off? We don't know, she's saying she fought him off. I mean, come on. I don't know, I wasn't in the room. Um, I, I wasn't in the room. She said she didn't want it. 
and the guy was a 60-year-old guy, I can't imagine he can overpower her. If you look at the photos of both of them, I can't imagine he was overpowering her. But sometimes people who are assaulted, sometimes people are who are assaulted, women in particularly, they would say they freeze up. They freeze up and they kind of don't want to get hurt violently or they don't want to, um, they can't scream. These are all things that are reported. You can look it up. They say they can't scream. They freeze up. They don't want any further, any further injury. And so then they just kind of let it happen and they wanted to get it over with. All right. So he got that old man strong. <laughs> and, and then, um, you know, he might've been, you know, I think it powerful men do have power on their side. You know, you do freeze up around powerful men and she didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, look, I wasn't in the room. I don't know what happened, but he never denied it. He never denied that it didn't go down. He said, yeah. And, we had an agreement and it was consensual and what flow. So let me just say this. We should be wise enough to know how this goes. They can remove consent. They can change their mind. Um, after the fact, this is how Mike Tyson fumbled the bag. And we already went through some of these guys that people are naming. After, after you bust, after you bust on a woman, any woman, you better not diss them. You can't kick him in the booty in the morning. Now, I know if you guys came up and were around in the 80s and 90s, you could bust and then treat them like garbage, right? You could be like, ha, 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 and look at you, and you gave it up fast, and you were a skeezer. And a like, we grew up in that culture. In the time we grew up, it was very commonplace to do so. You could talk about them. You could diss them after the fact. And women had to put up with that. This is what the Bill Cosby story is. This is what the Mike Tyson uh, story is. So back in those days, a woman could come over and you can get the you can get it and then you can kick them out and be like, get out of here, you nasty, you. And then I don't know why people do this. And then instead of calling her a cab and walking her to the cab, you kick her out. And then she's at the police station. This is what happened to Mike Tyson. He got done with her and he said, the hell with you, you skeezer, you know, and he said, you just another floozy. You're another one of the 10,000 women. Instead of sliding her $50 and walking her down and say, have a nice day. I appreciate you giving me your body. <laughs> I always tell men, you should be thankful the woman lied down on her back and laid down like a Carl Jr. star for you. Guys, she could have been done that for anybody that night. And she did it for you. Be thankful. But you guys do this like Bill Cosby, same thing. He treated these women like dirt. And he never patched up. You guys got to do aftercare with these women if you want to be around banging women today. Aftercare. How you treat them after is going to determine how much they're going to mess up your life going forward. Because now there's no sympathy for you guys that treat women like trash. I mean, I know the guys up here, I want to treat them like trash and hold masculine. Friends. No, 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 no. Them days are over, sir. Those days, if you guys think you guys can kick girls in the booty now and, and treat them like, yo, I'm just letting you know, do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. Those days are over where you can make rap songs about them and talk about skeet, 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 and skeet on their face and then kick them in the, man, please. You're trying to catch a case. You're trying to catch a case. Those days are over. I, I You know, I know you guys think you're alpha males, you goofy ass Want to be fake alpha males? Not alpha male strategy. I'm not dissing him. Those days are over. Remember, Eddie Murphy even said this. 
back in the day, remember he did the skit, the bit about um, the old days you could kick a girl out the car and leave her out there? Get the fuck out. Not anymore. <laughs> You're asking for a case. And I don't want you to catch a case. It ain't about simping. You better aftercare everybody. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, man. That, that was great of you. You could have been boning anybody and you chose me. Appreciate you. I'll get in contact with you. You text them. You clear that bullshit up when they get home. Oh, you got home? Appreciate you. Hey, um, did you enjoy the night? I enjoyed it. And you make sure she confirms that she enjoyed the night. I enjoyed being with you. I want to be with you again. Great. Same thing. Okay, here, here's another story. Same thing with Chris Brown. Chris Brown just went through this. And if he didn't, and if he didn't have the, the confirmation text and her trying to get with them again, he would have been in jail too. But no, you guys think this is 1990s where you could diss women and uh, skeet in their face and then, and, then, and then push them down the stairs. <laughs> and then don't contact them and say, the hell with you, broad. It's over. It's over. I hate to tell you, where's the, do the dominant game? Yeah, I'm going to dominate these holes and these holes are beneath me. It's over. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to save receipts you need to get you need to get confirmation that you had consent you need to get confirmation that she was satisfied um uh the the other guy uh in zero sorry and zero sorry same thing he's always somebody slap a 20 dollar bill on her back call her ass a uber put her in the damn thing confirm it on your app confirm that she got an uber on your app <laughs> Aziz Ansari, he, it was the same thing with him. He had an event. He got confirmation at the end, and then the woman went left on him. He was like, oh, shit. That's when he knew he was in trouble. He was like, okay. Oh, I, she was like, I didn't appreciate how you took advantage of me. Shit. Damn. Because he didn't get confirmation when he needed to. He let her sit there and, and roast on it for two days or three days. Get confirmation. Make sure you give her give you need give her a couple of bucks. I got money. Save the text. The those days are over. Put some hot sauce in the condom. Do not fall asleep when these women are in your house. It's very simple. It's very simple. If you guys want to operate, I, I don't listen to these goofballs telling you to kick them in the in the peace leave on the way out. Save all the messages. Save all the text messages. Do not ghost them afterwards and not get a confirmation that they enjoyed it. Do not send them walking down the street during the, uh, what did they used to call it? The walk of shame. I'm going to send her down the street with the walk of shame at 4.30 in the morning. Okay, you better make sure that brought, you better make sure she gets home. Because let's just say she disappears in between leaving your place at 4 in the morning because you're too lazy to get up. She disappears in between that and going home. I guarantee you she told her friends she was coming to see you. You never want to be the last person the woman saws before she disappears. I watched too much Dateline. <laughs> I watched too much Dateline. Who was the last person to see her? Coach Greg Adams. Damn. Nah, man, she went home. 
What time did she go home? Man, I think she left about three in the morning. She was walking down the street. Watching ladies go by watching you. All right. Uh, what did you do? Man, I was too lazy to get up. So I told that skeezer to just go and get out of here. I'm done with her, man. Nah, no third round for you. Get on out of here. Because I'm a pat, I'm a Mac and a pimp out here. I wanted to show her that this pimp hand strong and I'm a I'm a player in a Mac. So I told her to get the hell out of my house. I'm done with you, you skis. Then they find her with all the DNA, all on all of that, all on her eyelids, all in her fake eyelashes, in her hair, all on her chest. <laughs> they go examine it inside her, all the DNA on there. She got fingernail scratches, your skin under her finger. You done. And I don't want to hear this doesn't happen. It ain't going to happen to me. Guys, this is fumbling the bag show. This didn't happen to plenty of men. Plenty. You just don't hear about it. I'm the only one that will bring this to you. All right. The rest of you guys got to go down and do. I do all the research for you. She down there. They go down her gullet. They take that little Q-tip right down the gullet. Oh, coach was in there too. <laughs> but you kept masking the frame. <laughs> they check her feet. You on her DNA on her feet too. Because, you know, we had a whole evening. <laughs> Fee and eight. Hey. DNA all on her toes, all of that. You'd be like, why, why he got DNA on his toes? This guy was a nasty guy. <laughs> all right, let's talk about can't take the, you can take the person out the country, but you can't take the country out the person. This is another way you fumble the bag. <laughs> saliva all on her toes. This dude got saliva all on her toes. He's a nasty, and, and guys, then when you go on the court, I'm just going to let you know, everybody on the jury is going to be a humanoid. You're going to go into court, and everybody on the jury is going to be like a a um, a Karen, a, you know, women that ain't never had anything but marital missionary, uh, people that ain't never slobbed the knob in 30 years. Hey, I've never gave my husband any of the stuff like that. So they're going to go in and testify. Yep, he sucked toes. He left DNA down the gullet. All of this stuff on the face, on the hair. They're going to be like, what? Disgusting. They're going to convict you just on you being a disgusting. <laughs> They're going to be like, what the, who does stuff like that? Banana in the tailpipe? Unbelievable. What a disgusting human being. They're going to put you under the jail for being a nasty dude. I'm like, I can't believe you would do that to that woman. And then they're going to put up a picture of her and she's going to look like uh, she's going to look like she just graduated from 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 the university. They're going to have a picture of her with her degree. They're going to have a picture of her long flat back and they're going to be like, oh, her, you made her do those nasty, disgusting things. I bet you gave her pills too, you nasty barbarian. Gorilla, they're going to call you all kind of stuff. They're going to put you under the jail because these people, the jury, they don't do stuff like this. <laughs> so you guys better be ready for it. Hey, y'all better, y'all better be ready for it. I'm like in her eyeballs too. Oh my God. So anyway, but you guys don't know that these girls be one. Hey, they ask for it. So anyway, let's talk about these guys right here. Guys like this. Fumbling the bag. This is the fumble the bag episode. 
So this doesn't have to do with women in particularly, but this story has played itself out so many times. This guy goes by the name of Young Thug. He has a very good song. Uh, what is going on here? Uh, with Gunna called Hot. 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 That song is banging. That's the only song that I really know them by. I, I, I really haven't indulged in all of their music, but um, that's the song that I, that I know them by. But it says right here, this is in 2018. So he was already in trouble leading up to what happened recently. But uh, I would venture to say this guy has, uh, you know, I listened to the, I listened to the early bond hearings um, and his attorney was hyping him up. He's performed on every continent. He's performed in front of 300,000 people. He's a recording artist and all this stuff. And so he he's in, issued a felony warrant. He was already being watched and they already tried to hit him with eight felonies stemming from a number of drug possession related charges. And, uh, this was in 2018. So he was already under the watchful eye of the government back then. So this is, again, something that I want to tell you guys. Okay. They're watching you. They're watching you guys. As you ascend up, they start watching you then and there. And they then wait for you to mess up. Okay. They then wait for you to mess up. So they will let you mess up for a good number of years before they have a great case against you. So don't think you're getting away with anything. As you ascend upon the heights, they will let you do all of these things and make you think you're above the law. And then they put a RICO case on your ass by watching you for numbers and numbers of years. And then they start to tack on charges. They add felonies on the back end. And then they make it so that your ass ain't never getting out. You won't see the light of day, but I hope you enjoyed your three, four years of fame. This guy's not, he, this guy's, I mean, come on, man. He's going to have to, he's going to have to at least serve five years. And then when he gets out, he's going to have to figure out how he can, um, you know, because rap, once you're not putting out stuff, you, it's hard for you to do it. Like Bobby Schmurter kind of feeling that right now. So once he got put in the tank, it's hard for you to come out and become, you know, uh, stay relevant as a rapper. So. Here it is right here. Young Thug accused of being founder, leader of the Young Slime Life gang. What we should know about the case. Wow, sad. Where's the picture of him? This is him. This is right here. Uh, uh, Gunna turned himself into. Uh, you're making millions of dollars. Why? Why return to the life of gang culture? But this is what happens when people want to bring you backwards and you're trying to go forwards. You're trying to go forwards. But people bring you back. You owe us something. Or you try to live a lifestyle that, uh, I don't know, man, for some reason, some of these guys, I mean, his name is Young Thug. So the popular rapper Young Thug was arrested in Atlanta. Remember, in 2018, he had a warrant right here. He had a warrant in 2018 for the same thing. Um, and now they finally popped him. He faces slew of accusations from Fulton County District Attorney. By the way, the, the district attorneys and the, the attorneys on this case are black people. The lead district attorney is a black woman. The lead, the sec, I think the assistant on this case is a black man. So I don't want to hear nothing about the man. I mean, if you could want to say the man making these people, let me pull up a picture of her. I'm going to pull up a picture. Sometimes it be your people. And sometimes these people are around you and watching you and you think they're, you know, a part of a part of the crowd and they might let you fornicate with them. Where's the district? I'm not saying this woman has let them. Let me see here. District attorney. You got to watch out, man. Uh, district attorney, the police chief is black too, coach. 
and the judge, yeah, the first female judge was a black woman. He going down, bro. District attorney in a young thug case. And she out here parading herself around. <laughs> she like, bro, I'm on front street. Here it is. Um, where, Where's the picture? Where's a good picture of her? You know, they ain't putting her picture out. Here's a good picture of her here. Let me see. This is it right here. Right. So this is the woman here. Uh, she's the district attorney. And they're asking why this guy's not picked up. I don't know. Is he a rapper? I'm not sure. But this is the woman here. And look behind her. The, the next guy in line that's going to probably handle the case. Black man. All right. I'm not saying that these people are Uncle Tom's or any. What I'm saying is uh, once you get to a certain height, you guys think the man is going to get you. And sometimes your own people get a battery put in a back to get you. And they know how to get you in a situation and know what to follow and know what rap lyric to how to decipher code of rap because that they deciphering the codes of his lyrics to hang him and so they get there and they find they people hey man what is he talking about ysl for life what are they doing what is this and then these people you know the sister and the brother like oh this means that and young slime this and all of that and everything liddy i learned with is hot yeah you know so they can they they're gonna use your own to get you and these people going to step up with a district attorney salary, six-figure salaries to get your ass. Um, the the judge and the young, the, the first judge they faced, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, hell no. First judge, it was like a black woman. I was like, oh, you done. <laughs> first woman you first judge you see is a sister. I was like, oh, man, you going down, bro. And then they transferred it to another judge. Uh, let's see if I can find it on my YouTube. I hope y'all can't see this here. I was like, you're going down, young man. Do you know how is this works? Uh, let's see here. I'm going to put this up. I might get a copyright for this, though. What do y'all think? Let's see. Let me see if I can show y'all. This is how you, he said, you know you effed up, right? Yeah, buddy. Let me see. So here it is. You're a millionaire. You want to do thug stuff. You want to go back and do country stuff. I'm going to turn it down. And so you get walked in. Let me see. Was this? Oh, there. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let's set it up. You get walked in. You're like, all right. Uh, look, everybody around you black. <laughs> you're like, all right, let me see here. All right. Let me see if I can talk to the judge. And this is the first judge you see right here. That's the first person you see. You're like, oh, shh. Not Katrina. Judge Katrina. Oh, I'm done. This woman ain't about to help me. 22 SC 1822273. And what she did was she passed that buck. He said, Big Mama, with the gap to smile, oh, you done. You like, damn, y'all really trying to throw everything at her brother. <laughs> and then first thing she did, she passed that buck. And what she did to pass that buck was, oh, I I'm not in charge of bond, bonding you out. I, I can't make no judgments because of jurisdiction. She started throwing all kind of shit at his ass. So she started shuffling on him. He thought he was getting out of jail. And she said, I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yep. She passed his ass off to another judge. Now, I'm going to show you the other judge he passed that buck off to. Y'all want to see that shit? <laughs> this is the judge he passed them off to. <laughs> he 
looking like Judge Matlock over here. All right. She was like, you know, I'm not in charge of anything like that. Never heard of you. Yeah, I heard you're a rapper. You got like 18 felony counts. Uh, let's pass you off to a good, reputable judge. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, Judge Wolf? Oh, shit. Yeah, y'all going down, bro. Go ahead and kiss your freedom. Goodbye, bro. But but you did this to yourself. <laughs> he said the judge KKK. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, if I saw my judge look like that, I'll just say, man, just throw me in. How, how, how long you want me to do? 60 days? I'll do 90. What? I'll do 90 days. Just throw me in. Just spare myself. Just spare myself the misery of being humiliated, right? Guilty as charged. I'll just go to the tank. Hey, man, can I just do judge hang him over there? Yeah, that, it is the hanging judge. All right, they take this ass to the hanging judge. And you know who sent them to the hanging judge? The sister judge. Sister judge sent his ass to the damn hanging judge. So be, <laughs> you guys got to be careful. Uh, the streets, I know the street code. The streets, uh, the streets has a certain code. But uh, when you get to the top, they're going to start watching you. And then when you get there, gentlemen, they're going to have pages and pages on you. The indictment has 80 pages. An indictment of 80 pages. I guarantee you he hasn't read all of those pages. And they're going to uh, go down and they say the gang-related crimes, including more than 25 others who have allegedly participated in the YSL gang. Now, um, they're calling him a kingpin and the front man of it. Who knows? That's the same thing they kind of did to uh, Takashi 69 right? And they are like, he was the, the overlord of it. Well, I'm pretty sure they can pull up some lyrics that could – could confirm that you know i'm pretty sure you were reckless in your lyrics and you went out there and you were like yeah we doing a little street stuff too and i'm the leader of this and i run the city and i run new york and i run i'm the kingpin of this miami and the kingpin of la right and i'm the king of the south well i don't know what to tell you I i'm trying to help y'all brothers but in this situation you guys got to know man this is how this is how it works so uh, young men, all of young men, here it is. I mean, they got all kind of allegations on him. Oh, they're even saying he participated in potentially a shootout with Lil Wayne's bus. They pinning everything on him. They're pinning everything on him, um, whether he was a part of it or not. This is the way you guys fumble the bag. Let's go over back to the cash app. Yeah, he's, I think, man, you know, and when the feds, when the feds indict you, the feds have somewhat of a 90% conviction rate. Okay. Somebody said the sacrifice. Um, the feds have like a 90% conviction rate, which means they don't mess up. Once they indict you, it's pretty much going to be, it's a layup. In order for, I think, did Irv Gotti beat the fed? Oh, it's not federal. Am I wrong? It's a state indictment. Okay. So I apologize. I apologize for that. It is a, it's a state indictment. So I, I am wrong. It's not a federal case. All right. But anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It is it is a state case. And I did mention that earlier with the warrant that went out in 2018. So right here in Georgia, right here in Georgia. But the feds do have a 97% conviction rate, though, something like that. But um, I think Irv Gotti and them beat the federal case. Speaking of Murder, Inc., Irv Gotti, didn't they beat their federal case? I think Irv Gotti did beat, which is almost impossible. 
but you don't. He says a Georgia State case is worse than the feds. I would agree. I don't want to get. I don't want to be in the law with the Georgia. With Georgia, I would try to avoid that because Georgia has a steep history of. Um, yeah, man, I don't want to be in front of any Georgia judge at all. And and doesn't the state of Georgia have like a record high number of black female judges? I'm like, no, nope. Young black men do not go. Let me see your Georgia female black judges. Georgia, not saying that they don't do you wrong, but black judges. Let me see here. Four black women appointed to judicial positions in Georgia. I yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> here we go right here. I'm gonna pass on participating in nefarious acts in Georgia. They can't wait to let your ass hang. They want to see you. <laughs> and then they pass you on to the hanging judge. Nah. I would not. I will not try any case in front of these women. I will want no charges in front of these, these four. And not because they're black women, but I'm just saying. Not that they are not going to be fair against me. I just say. I'm not going to participate in any case. I'll just go ahead and be guilty. What can I take a no contest? Soon as I walk in the courtroom and I see this, I, I'll plead no contest. What what do I get? <laughs> Bad news, yo. Hell no. I know how they don't like brother like me. You know, and especially if they got me, they're gonna be like, we're gonna play all his YouTube videos. Oh shit. Mm. Judge, this is the coach Greg Adams. He believes he's a coach of men. Uh, he's guilty of uh, busting down Kaylee's over at Kennesaw State University. Uh, judge, we ask for you to throw the book at this uh, goofball right here. And as a uh, as evidence, we're going to play all of his content to confirm that he likes to bust down Kaylee. First video. That's all they're going to see. And they're going to have a clip of me saying long, flat-backed it, iron aboard. They're going to have a clip. They're going to be like, yep, he like feet and all that. Soon as they get done with the reading the indictments, judge, no contest, I plead. How many years I got? They say he at the junior college, all that. Nope, 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 nope. Not I, judge. <laughs> First video. They start playing my, my videos, and I'm it's a wrap. Shout out to Don't Fumble the Bag. Derek Jeter, great example. Shout out to, to, to is this Jimmy B? Shout out to Jimmy B. Derek Jeter actually did it pretty well, although. I can't mention anything about his health, but you guys got to make sure you protect yourself as you, if you're, as you're rounding second base, hitting third base, going home, you guys got to start reining it in. All right. Uh, some of the street ideas and street personalities that you're dealing with human beings no longer applies when you're rich, right? Broke dudes can treat women like trash because you don't have nothing to lose. When you start going up the ranks, you better start reining it in and cleaning it up. Um, there's a thing, uh, what was the dude's name? Jake Paul or Logan Paul? Remember there was a girl that came out with that edited video of her describing what Jake Paul did to her. Uh, remember when they said the woman enters the property, they acknowledge on an iPad, they sign a non-disclosure agreement. They acknowledge that they're present. They waive all liabilities when they're in there on the iPad and they acknowledge that they're being recorded at all times. 
And immediately when they interact with these women, they automatically have them sign off. Why did they do that? When they were broke, they didn't do that. But now they have a bag. And they're like, nope. Now they have a bag. So they have an iPad. Before they can enter into the main part of the house, they have an iPad. And then they turn their cell phones in. They turn their cell phones in. They have an iPad. You must acknowledge this. Put your fingerprint. Sign that. Boom. You guys got to start acting like this. But what? What ninjas will do or broke dudes will do as they get money, they start thinking, oh, I can treat these hoes like dirt. No. No, you can't. No, broke dudes can, but not dudes with no money on the line. <laughs> All right? Come on, man. That, oh, that whole dominant thing goes out the window. Ike Turner is dead. Ike Turner's dead. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. And Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. All right. Shout out to uh, free agent Triple OG. He says most well-rounded content by far. Yes, indeed. I got money. And you don't have to agree with it, but, you know, I'm giving you guys life lessons out here. And that I do my best to try to follow. And if I feel it's a, you know, if I deal with women in a certain way and I feel it's not going to go right, I'm like, okay, I got to protect myself. Uh, shout out to Roderick Miller with the sponsorship. The Anatomy of the Lie with Straight Truth. If you guys didn't see that part of the show yesterday, I, I broke down the anatomy of a lie and how it works against you. You guys got to go watch that part. Uh, the timestamp should be on in a little bit. Shout out to Jimmy B. He says, lay low, stay motivated, focus on your purpose. Lay low, stay motivated, focus on your purpose. I think, I think more men that as you get money, you should be just paying, just just pay. What do you have to prove? <laughs> Broke dudes have to prove that they can get money on their looks and on their merit. When you got money, you don't need to prove that anymore. You actually need to prove that you can find people that not mess up your money. But I don't get the idea that rich men are going, well, I'm going to prove I'm going to find the one that can love me. Man, just go ahead and. I got money. <laughs> And I know you're like, man, that's tricking. Guys, old men, old, I'm uh, sorry, men with money trick with the best of them. They trick with the pet, they trick with the best of them. Why? They don't want to fumble the bag. <laughs> These y'all broke dudes gonna be cracking me up with this. Well, that's tricking. You can't charge a man with excess money of tricking. <laughs> they have nothing to prove. What do they have to prove that they can get men, they can get women, pause, they can get women just as good as a broke-ass ninja can get them? Why? Why would they compete with you? Why would they compete with you? It makes no sense. So they could say, yeah, man, I do it just like you're broke. No. And I get straggle-daggles. I get straggle-daggles just as good as I can get. No, 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 no. <laughs> just go ahead and hit them with the Iron Sheik. Cobra Clutch, just Cobra Clutch they ass. I got money. And I know you don't know that they do this, but they do this. They do this, and I know you don't believe it. Not, not. The rappers are doing it. NBA players are doing it. Millionaires are doing it. Billionaires are doing it. They're, they're doing it. I know you <laughs> just uh, dudes in Dubai are doing it. Millionaires in Dubai, I mean, they're doing it. M married rich men are doing it. <laughs> you don't want to know broke dudes are doing it but you out here 
I'm going to show them. I'm going to run the smoothest game and manipulate them. <laughs> Is that my best PU? I'm going to run some smooth game on them. If you make over $200,000, you should put game, bury it. There's nothing worse. I hear some people that be making money or they say they make money and then they're saying they're a pimp. Wait a minute. Now, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you why would you even admit that you would do that? Let me say that again. Why would you even admit that you would do that? I'm I'm confused. <laughs> like why? You make 200 grand. You're a millionaire. <laughs> I would literally distance myself from pimping. Unless you Depend on the money to do said uh, thing. I would distance myself from it. Like, I want no business from that. I've made zero dollars from this endeavor. Shout out to appreciate the work you put in CGA hashtag free agent for life. That's for my homeboy, Everett Walker. All right. You guys got to start learning. You guys got to start learning how to not pop off at the lip. Right. To make yourself look better. Now, I do. You know, do I do pop off at the lip? You know, I do things for comedy. Everything that I've said about doing things is strictly for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> but y'all be indicting yourself. And I think it's because you want the streets to appreciate you. You know, because you it's this is more of this guilt, survivor's guilt. It's survivor's guilt. So what happens is you come from a neighborhood where you might have known some people to do some street things or some some lifestyle choices to make, you know, working, you know, low quality women, making them run the streets or whatever it is, gang culture. And so you ascend to great heights and then survivor's guilt makes you come back and try to get this street cred and say you participate, even then claim you still participate in a culture that you have no business doing. It's survivor's remorse. And so we do have new people in here that don't get it. But I love it because I'm here to educate you. So my, say, my man says, so you're coaching results to buy prostitutes. Wrong. You're wrong. Because if I wanted men to buy prostitutes, I would tell them to get married. That's the biggest form of prostitution going on to this day. It's legal. So I don't encourage men to do that. So you're wrong already. So you think this is what is going to make men better as a society as a whole? Wow. So there's a lot of shame, blame, guilt, and association there. There's nothing there to try to understand. You misunderstood everything that I told you. There's nowhere I told you to buy women for sex. I never insinuated that. So you're trying to intentionally misunderstand me. And you're also under the impression that I'm trying to, that I'm trying to improve society. Or you're also under the indication or the impression that I have the power to improve society. Guys, are you an idiot? I'm not here to improve anything. 
and nor did I wreck the society. So that's where you're wrong, sir. I'm not here to improve a damn thing, nor do I have the power to do so. Nor did I tell you to pay for any sort of activity. What I did tell you to is to not fumble your bag. What I did tell you to do is if you want to give them an incentive to leave earlier, you might have to do so. What I did tell you is not to fumble the bag. So there's a lot of young men out here that don't get it, but you think buying sex? When did I say buy sex? See, see, these are the things that you have to train young men to understand. When did I say that? Show me. I said, if you have to pay them to leave, if you have to pay them to get your peace, quiet, and freedom, this is the same thing you do to your wife, sir. This is what you do to your wife. This is what we do. Protect our meat, money, energy, attention, or time. I never said to buy no escort or no pro I never said that. You said that because you're misunderstanding me. This is what you said to do. And this is because you're on a low level of low frequency of thinking. That's what you think you hear. I never said to do that. They don't understand. They don't. And they don't intend to. So it's almost pointless to argue. You said to pay for some from a woman. I never said that. I never said to go out on Figueroa and go pay. I've never said that. Where did you hear me say that? <laughs> but you guys get married and participate in the legalized form of prostitution. And you think you're an honorable man. And you think you're going to change society. Good luck. Good luck. And this is the same guy that probably is proud of being a pimp, too. Like, like I get it. He probably proud to be a pump and dumper, a pimp, a player. You probably proud to be that. But you got all kind of smoke for me. Because you're in this space. Obviously, you think you're a player or a Mac. You think manipulating women is going to improve society? No. Your only thing that the only thing that you could probably try to tell me that you're a better man is that you want to marry one woman who's a virgin. Other than that, you got nothing for me, sir. You got zero, sir. That's the only moral high ground that you can hold against me. You're waiting for a virgin to marry, and you're going to be with her for the rest of the life, and you can ensure it 100%. And you're going to pay for everything for her. That's the only thing you got on me, sir. But kill the moral high ground argument. Society has been burning for a quite a hot minute. You're talking about the oldest profession that you're trying to indict me on as supporting, which I don't support. <laughs> but good luck to you, sir. Have at it. Go try to change society. Go try to be the guy that changes society. Go ahead. Go ahead. You do it. <laughs> These are the dudes that pay for dates and then got smoke for me over here because I say pay them to leave. Yeah, pay for dates over and over again. Go out there and, and date women on Bumble and all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's better. That's so much better. At least I'm doing the right thing. I'm such a good man. What's his name? He's such a good man. You're such a good man. I'm a good man. I'm a good man. That's you. The good man was here. He's such a good man. He paid for every steak dinner for about a whole month. He spent $1,000 and got nothing. You can keep your good man argument. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm going to work so hard to get her loyalty. That's you. 
But go ahead. You can be mad. But you'll never get me to say, pay. I've never said pay outright for a damn thing. That would be illegal, sir. But there are some dudes that pay to keep women quiet from not fumbling their bag. Some men pay lawyers to make sure they keep their women in check. They pay them to create non-disclosure agreements. Say, for instance, John Cena had a contract for a cohabitation. It, did he pay for women or did he protect himself from the bag? See, there's your argument. You're trying to argue something that you're trying to say that I'm saying and I didn't say it. He paid a lawyer to draw up an agreement so a woman didn't stab him in the back financially. Thus, he then paid for her presence to be there so that when she left, she didn't grape him in the, in the court system as a result. Is he a bad human being? There's NBA players that have admitted to having women all over the country and paying their, their mortgage, their lease to their vehicle, and their whole damn college education. Did they pay for sex? I don't think so. Doesn't sound like that's what they paid for. It sounds like they paid them to shut up and operate under the guise of the contract. That's what it sounds like. Okay, you married your wife. You paid for the wedding. And then you commenced, you, you, uh, you, uh, what do you call it? You had sex to make the marriage legitimate. Did you pay for sex? You paid the mortgage outright. You paid for her damn student loan debt. You paid for all of this. Did you pay for sex? What are you paying for? Somebody please tell me the difference between what you're trying to talk about and what I did. What did they call it? I mean, what did they call it? You, you I always missed the, the word. You, you commenced the relationship. What is it called? So you married the woman. You went to the wedding. Then afterwards, you went to the honeymoon, you carried it across the thing, and then you fornicated with her or you had relations with her. Did you pay for it? Yes, you did consummate the relationship or constipated. You consummate the marriage as a result. It sounds like you paid for it. Because beforehand, she wasn't giving it to you. Most of the time, she didn't give it to you until she until you did that. Did you pay for it? I say you paid for it. <laughs> Come on. No, she gave it to me because she loved me. You probably paid more than anybody else on the planet would have ever paid for it. Congratulations, sir. You played yourself. I got money. But here you go. You're paying for it. I did not. You paid for it. <laughs> okay? Because I did not pay for it. It sounds like you paid for it, sir. And not only that, you're going to pay on the back end, too. You wrote a blank check to it because when she sits up under you for 5, 15 years, then she divorces you, you're going to pay double and triple up the nose for it. Now, where's Mr. Moral High Ground now? Did y'all delete him? I didn't pay. Where's my I didn't pay, guys? You guys got me going on Friday because I got time for you. Where's my I don't pay guys at? Let's have a reality check today. I don't pay. And you're a bad guy for paying because I don't pay. Where are you guys at? Do you guys want some smoke today? Do you want me to wake your ass up and slap you silly? You pay big time. You pay every damn day. You pay to not get any. Oh, you're such a good man. <laughs> mm.
you pay, and then over time, you get to come back to your bedroom and beg your woman for pleasures. Are you serious? I, I, I had a chili dog for lunch, okay? I'm a little bloated. But morality, but moral, I'm moral, I'm more moral than you. And you're the dumbass. You're doing it worse than I'm doing it. You're doing it worse than I'm doing it. You're participating in the culture, which is actually going to hem more men up. But I'm protecting society. Where are you? I'm protecting society. I'm doing what's best for the world. I'm going to try to overturn it. <laughs> okay. I, you know, it's unbelievable. The, the mindset of some of you guys. I mean, I'm literally... Do not come over here and persecute me for my lifestyle, and I won't do you either. But if you try to use the moral high ground as an argument, I'm going to smoke you. This is not a moral high ground argument. Morality is gone from America, and it's been gone from, from America from uh, since about, uh, I'm going to say, 1986. We no longer operate on morality. We, we probably never did, just to be honest with you. But our society is ass backwards. We, there's, no moral, there's no moral high ground. The only time they hold the, hold the moral high ground on you is the your 12 jury members. They'll teach you about morality real quick. So I tell you to not be in the court system. That's when they use morality against you. But there's no morality and you're going to accuse me of ruining society. You got to be you got to be out of your mind. <laughs> All right. Uh where are we at here? Shout out to Jay Lex. He says louder coach for the gumps in the back. He says men's weakness stems from sex and ego. Shout out to the coach gang. Yep. That, that's where it stems from. That's where you will always buckle. Again, these guys had all this sex out there, this free sex. Now they getting put in prison. Now they getting put in prison. Did you pay? Yes, you did. Guys always forget the after payment. You always get the, like, you, you always say, I didn't pay up front. But you guys, you, you guys will pay Thousands of dollars on the back end. And then still have the nerve to say, well, I didn't pay. I know there's a lot. I know there's a lot of new people in here. You haven't heard this discussion yet. Where do you think that? Not only that, you will get 100 free women and the 101st woman will make you pay for all of them. You didn't hear what I said. You will have success getting 100 free women, and then you'll run into the wrong one, and that 101st women will make you pay for all of them. You guys can't do Yeah, your accounting is 100% false. Okay, so Mike Tyson, he got free sex like crazy, but it only took one of them to make him pay for all of them. You marry a woman. You never paid. You get divorced, like 70% of you will. You're going to pay for all of the women that you've ever been with. It only takes one. Bill Cosby, he had 600 women. He messed with the wrong one, and 90 of them came out and said, me too. And he paid for all of them. And lawyer fees, reputation, he lost all of it. He got to jail. You pick the wrong one, you'll pay for every single woman you've ever been with. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. The only way you beat this is you find a virgin and you stay with her forever. 
That's the only way you beat any of the payment. And that means you're going to pay her and you're going to pay her into perpetuity, whatever the word is. Everybody pays. It's not free. Dr. Jordan Peterson says this. Everybody knows men wake up, slap you out of the, do not come to me and say, well, I have a strategy where you can get it for free. You dumbass. You might not have paid now, but you're going to pay perpetuity. You might not have paid up front, but I sure y'all dumbasses paid on the back end several times. Same thing as these running game guys. Same time, they, they'll say they don't pay or they have strategies not to pay. And sooner or later, some dumb girl is dragging their ass on the internet. And they still have the nerve to say they didn't pay. Now, <laughs> you can't be that dumb. You watch this person pay with their reputation. You watched it happen in live and in living color. And they'll literally be like, I didn't pay, but I didn't pay. <laughs> Where do I wake men up? I'm trying to wake you up. You first have to admit this, and then we can go forward. Until we do, we're still stuck here. Shout out to Relevant says, uh, can't save people that don't want to be saved. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. Shout out to Eugene Morgan. Ten times, uh, ten times out of ten, my own people destroyed me. You guys have slept next to wives for 15 years, and she stabbed you in the big old back. And you paid. And she says, I'm going to take for every penny. And she says, I'm going to make you pay child support and alimony. And you literally will sit up here and say, I didn't pay. <laughs> Where? Where do you think that? The male ego is one of the, the biggest. That's going to be your downfall, sir. Shout out to uh, Dominic Augustus. Dominic Augustus says, Ricky Williams fumbled the bag. Coach gang out here. Did he fumble the bag because he wanted to smoke out? Uh-huh. Edward Lee, Gunna, and YouTube, or sorry, Gunna and Young Thug praying for Trump election and pardon a la Lil Wayne. Yes, sir. That's that. Yes, they are. Yep. All hey, in, in order to participate in the free agent lifestyle, you must admit this. You must say, all men pay. You cannot go forward. Without this, not, without this statement being confirmed. See, this is the 12-step program of fake players, fake alphas, and fake-ass game artists. You got to get rid of it. You got to shed yourself of this goofy lifestyle. Because the guys you're listening to, they ain't got no, most of them, I would say 90% of them are not credible. There's some that are okay. There's some that are good. The rest of them are not credible. And I can prove it instantly. But you first have to shed yourself of this male ego lifestyle of that you're going to get over and ruin women and, and dominate them and kick them in the nuts and embarrass them and, manip and manipulate them. That's how you ruin yourself. You have to admit, first step in the 12-step program, all men pay. All right, next part. How do we get yourself in a position where you don't expose yourself financially and fumble the bag? Until you get to step one, you can't proceed to step two. But if you're going to come on here and still say, well, forget you, coach. I'm going to make six figures, and I'm going to still manipulate women as if I was in junior high school. Well, take your ass to another show. I got nothing for you. <laughs> I got nothing for you. You can't follow this philosophy. I don't want you here. Go, go, go practice game, pickup game from 1986. 
<laughs> All right, they're telling you stuff that worked when they were in 1998. What I used to do in 1998. But now I'm married and I'm sitting up here in the studio talking shit. <laughs> we used to not be afraid to talk to women. When I used to go in the mall at Tower Records, man, we had to talk to women, man. You young dudes just afraid to talk to women. When I used to be out here single in 1994, but they've been married for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and you listening to these people as if they're God of, God of game. Yeah, let's go back and transport ourselves to 1996, and these guys will be fantastic role models. Until then, let's adjust the game, move your damn calendar to 2022. Talking about the days when you used to run up in Tower Records and, and, and running up on hoes and getting a damn uh, phone number only to leave a message on a answer machine. <laughs> Yeah, man, and then what I used to do is I used to wait to go all the way back to my home phone with the long-ass cord on it and get on the rotary dial. Nine, four, nine. And then they mama would pick up, or they'd be on the answer machine, and they'd be like, uh, with Mary J. Blige in the background, hi, this is Tamika, uh-huh. Yeah, leave a message. I've got my sexy voice on. Beep. Yeah, this is Harold. Uh, Harold, you met me at the, the Sam Goody? Uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, baby, yo, this Harold. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yeah, they, they don't got rotary phones no more. <laughs> they ain't got beepers. Beep me 911 to call me on my cell phone. I'll call you back to see what you're going to tell me. Hey, man, this is what you do, man. You beat the girl 911, and then you wait for her to call back. And then she'll pull over. She'll get over to a damn pay phone. She'll drop two dimes on you, and she'll call you back. Baby, what's going on, baby? You want to come see me tonight? Yeah, yeah, y'all go follow that shit. I don't need you here. <laughs> the blockbuster video game. Yeah, what you do, man, is you go to blockbuster video and then you don't let her go to the new release section, man. You take her to the old movies that cost $2.99 and you can rip them bad boys for 14 days, man. Because otherwise, man, if you go to the new release section, what's going to happen is you're going to have to return the video in 24 to 48 hours, man, and rewind it. Yo, forget that, man. Tell them bras, man, the dominant game is in the bed. Hey, man, block off the new release section, man, and take her over to them old films over there. Rent out Gremlins, Back to the Future, and all of that stuff, man. And then. You take it, and then the video, man, and then what you can do is you can dub the video, man. They don't even have a blocker on it. Dub the video, and then you get a two-for-one. You get the free girl, and you get a free movie at it. Mm. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't be kind, rewind. Or don't be kind, rewind. Yeah, the skating rink game. What we used to do, man, we used to meet them at the Sam Goody, and then we tell them, man, we going right over there to the skating rink. We going to bounce, rock, skate, more bounce. And then you get out there, man, you show them that skate, rock, skate. Yeah, that's what we used to do back in the day. That's what you young brothers need, man. Y'all need skating rinks, man. We need to bring them back. In the, man, going to the skating rink, and my afro used to be like, my afro used to be like this, and I used to be like, yeah, in the skating rink, and then I pull up, <laughs> Come on, man. 
Y'all want to take your ass somewhere else with all that bull. If y'all going to listen to me and talk about their skating rink stories. But we ain't over here for that. We are in 2000. Literally, I'm in 2030. I'm preventative game. We playing defense over here. We play. We on the defense over here. All right. So anyway. This is all defensive game. We on the all NBA defensive roster over here. We playing defense. They, I think they said that. I did a stream with Donovan Sharp. And they were like, Donovan's the offensive coordinator. CGA is the defensive coordinator. All right. Hey, man, slap the floor. Say, I love defense and get, to dance, get in your stance. All right. We playing the hardest game over here that some of you suckers don't want to play. This ain't offense. We on defense. Defense wins championship. Offense sells tickets. Then they also get your ass in trouble. All right. Depending on that three point. Y'all want to shoot three pointers all day. Well, some days you're going to run out of bullets. Some days that three ain't falling. So you better go lock down and play some damn defense, get in your stance and get them quads burning, get them hamstrings tight. We protecting the rim. We protecting the rim. And we going to guard your ass 94 feet and we trapping. All right, come on. <laughs> all right, this the defense division over here. Shit. Y'all over there in the Big 12 where they put up 58 points a game. Baylor, 58. TCU, 96. We ain't in the Big 12. We play defense over here. This is the Big 10 over here. We the Big 10. We play slow, methodical, 10 yards in a cloud of dust. All right, that's what we do. We ain't airing that bitch. We ain't airing it out. All right, so anyway. We pressing. We UNLV running Rebels. We the Arkansas Razorbacks. We did bring Rick Patino. <laughs> Somebody says, I play at TCU, chill. TCU, 96. Houston, 89. You're like, was that a basketball game? What the hell was going on? You look up, it's a football game. Oh, none of y'all play defense today, I see. <laughs> All right, if you want offensive game and no defense, go over there to the Big 12-ass people. All right, let's get back to the show. Obviously, we're not going to get to the John Deloney video. Black Axiom TV, I missed your explanation on planta plantation politics. All right. Uh, plantation politics is what happens when, and shout out, I got this term from the angry man myself, but people might have talked about this. There's been books written on it. Uh, the plantation politics is basically what you see now in modern times is the use of the child support, the use of, I'm going to call the police or the overseer. So people think in the, in back in the days of, of the peculiar institution or antebellum slavery that everybody was on one accord and no one used manipulation against the other slaves. Right. So we just think, you know, we woke up and we were happy or we woke up and we were sad and um, we picked the cotton and then we were angry at the master. And we were, we're going to get you one day. We're going to be free. Well, no, that's not what happened. There was manipulation used between people and there was a lot of tattletaling. There was a lot of, I'm going to tell the overseer if you don't do this and this type of manipulation, I'm going to. And so, I'm going to tell the master if you don't do that, the whole house Negro field Negro dynamic. All right. And so we have this today where the somebody, I think Hassan Campbell, I was listening to him. He was like, we have modern day plantation today. So the celebrities are the house Negroes and the people that are in regular society are the field Negroes. We have this today. So then that they'll use the celebrity to speak for the rest of the people. Right. So you have that combination of plantation politics going on today. 
where people don't people thought that oh we're just gonna oh one day we'll overcome no there were there were people that used overseers and masters like we use the police in the child support office today that's plantation politics um this is learned but this is learned behavior over centuries so if you think that there was a point we were on one accord and then we got free and then all of this bullshit like calling the police and calling the master and going to sleep bed winching you know kind of like the corporation is kind of the modern day the bed winching right where the women get pushed up and they get close to the boss, and then the field Negro never gets in there. That's modern-day plantation politics. That's that They just moved it to another needle. They just moved it to another. But, but we learn these behaviors, like kind of this whole putting down to the black guy and the use of the black woman getting better position. Oh, I got better position, and I got a job, and you didn't get one. And they penalize you for that. It's the same as, hey, I got put in the house. Or I get extra services. I got an extra piece of chicken from the master and your ass out here in the field. And then they, then she's got the master's ear, right? She's got the police's ear. She's got the overseer's ear. Hey, Tyrone and them doing this over there around the corner. Now you over there shooting dice, pivoting hoes, and you get popped like young thug. This is plantation politics. This is learned behavior. And, and, and the women today learned it from their mother. And the mothers of yesterday learned it from their grandmothers. And the grandmothers of yesterday learned it from their great-grandmothers. And their great-grandmothers learned it from the slaves that got free. And people think that I'm saying some stuff that's not true. It is true. We're only 150 years disconnected from that even reality. So that's five generations. Your, your grandmother's grandmother was in that. So this is behavior that we brought and carried on from those legacies, those times. It's not that this is new. The stuff you're dealing with with men and women and certainly from the community is not new. This is learned behavior over, over centuries and, and generations and not that far long ago. Not that far long ago. That's plantation politics. And so if and, and I've seen it, I've shown videos of it in action where the woman calls the police on the guy and she chews the guy out as he's in handcuffs held by the overseer. And you ain't go see your baby. And you how dare you put your hands on me and this and that. And she's going crazy in the suburbs, yelling at the guy while he's in handcuffs, holding a baby. And he did this and he did that. That's plantation politics. That's that would be the example of, hey, overseer, he out there, he was trying to run, and he said he was going to do all because she, she probably pissed her off. <laughs> now she had to call him over there. He ain't been working. He ain't putting enough cotton in his bag, and he ain't been doing that, and he talking about running. That would be, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. So that would be plantation politics. Anyway. It's all learned behavior, and it's carried over from one generation to the next to the next. And your daughters will do it to you. Your daughters will do it to you. Your daughters will tell you the same damn thing and, and humiliate you because they know you have no standing, no voice. So they'll be like, I'll call the police on you. I'll do what. And you're like, your daughters will tell you you ain't. Sh like, there's videos of, of, of young black girls telling their black father he ain't. Sh and they'll run away, and they'll, 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 they'll call the police on him. Etc. X, Y, and Z. Where do they learn that? Where do they learn that? I have videos after videos showing this happened. Where do you learn something like that? 
you learn it from the previous generation. Then that generation learned it from the previous generation, so forth and so on. That's plantation politics. It's always I'm going to call someone over you. Now, in the, in the suburbs, it's not that apparent. It's not that that doesn't happen as much, although they do it as well. But in the lower economic rungs, that plantation politics is very, very visible. There's always somebody they're going to call and tell on you. That would be an overseer or a master, someone that has an ability to punish you for whatever reason she determines that day. Same thing as Jared Judy. She did the plantation politics on him. He didn't let me leave, master, and oversee you, and he didn't did this, and he locked my ID in the car, master. Really frivolous stuff, frivolous. But they'll, they'll jam up the courtroom with this bullshit. And you got to go in front of the master. Master, <laughs> master, I, what I did was, abba diba, abba. <laughs> Come on, bro. I know people are mad. You can be mad. Uh, master, what? I, hold on for a second. Let me show you. This is how you look. Uh, where's the video? Did I pull it up? Yeah, we're not going to get to. Uh... Hold on for a second. This is this is the results of it right here. Uh, so yeah, Massa. Uh, what had happened was this is what you look like. Now you on video. Not in the ruin that. Now they gonna pull out your whole. They gonna read your whole file. They gonna read your whole damn file. Yep. What'd you do here? Or what'd you do here? Who was the informant? Who said you did all this? Who said you did all this right here? The people in the big house though. Because they have a good view of your ass doing it. It is what it is. You could disagree. You could disagree, but. And they watched you do it for years. And then all of a sudden, when it was time to turn state's evidence, hey, master. <laughs> so be careful. Uh, anyway, yeah. And that's you. Now, I'm not telling him what he did was legit. I'm just telling you, this is what's happening. It's your own people that turn you in. You do your own undoing by continuing to think these people are down for you and they're not. Uh, shout out to uh, Zero Fallout. He says, uh, Paris of Troy stole man's wife and got his city deleted. Wow, Paris of Troy. He stole a man's wife and he's got his city deleted. You guys got to be careful, man. Have control over your libido. Harold L. ejaculate, then evacuate. <laughs> That would be similar to Puppet Dump. Dark Knight is in the building. Yes, indeed. Great stream from Robert A. Thank you, man. Eugene Morgan, coach on Cash App. We can only write 50 characters. I know, man. There's nothing perfect. On PayPal, you can write a, a novel. Bill Stryker, husbands are tricks under contracts. <laughs> How don't people see that? I mean, in this day and age, you got to be able to see that. But there's dudes that will still be like, no, nah, that's not true. Husbands are tricks under contracts. Now, the first step is to admit. If you deny that, I can't even, like, how do we even go from there? How do we even go from there? Like, you literally, you're financing the whole deal. I know you're proud of it. I'm proud. I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to do. You mean pay for women? Or protect and provide for them? <laughs> like, that's what it hems on, right? That's what it hinges on, I mean. 
It hinges on you protecting and providing. Okay. I can show you a bunch of other situations where that rule would apply. You protect and provide. For the hour she's here, I protect and provide her. And then I end the contract by giving her a severance package, which would be similar to a divorce package on a long-term agreement. So in a divorce, you pay on the exit as well, right? Most every relationship, you know, for most men, you pay a package, a severance package on the end. And if you shall not pay this package, she'll either take you to small claims court, domestic violence court. I mean, this is if you cohabitate. On cohabitation, if you if you end the lease and you end the relationship, she's taking you to small claims court. And it's going to be over some furniture that was bought. You took a blender. You took the washing machine. Something. There's a payment, a severance payment on the back end. That would be you paying, sir. That was you paying for the term of the relationship. <laughs> okay, if a woman's with me for an hour and I sever the relationship by giving the same alimony, child support, small claims court, domestic violence, I'm going to avoid all that by severing it immediately. It's the same game. It's either long or short. But no, you still want to deny it. And at that point, I can't help you. You might say, well, I haven't had to sever any relationships yet. You might be 26 years old and you're like, well, I haven't had to pay a severance package. All right. Keep living. Because it will not last long, sir. That that strategy is not going to last long for you. You're going to be like that old little Mac, that old 49-year-old Mac daddy talking about, I can make I can make you orgasm. <laughs> all right severance package you pay a severance package no matter what some of you guys have been left with stds some of you guys have been left with your house destroyed and property destroyed so if you dealt with a straggle daggle and she destroyed your property on the breakup of the relationship did you pay a severance package yes you did you paid to put your windows back up you you paid to get four new tires that she flattened or let's just say you left the straggle daggle and then she comes in and she gets one of her thug hitman to hit on you. All right. And he follows you around and now you got stress. All right. You waiting for somebody to bust up in your window in your house and you got to arm yourself. Did you pay a severance package on the back end? Yes, you did. You paid for it. <laughs> Come on, man. The only way you don't pay is you rub one out. Or yeah, she stole everything on the way out. Like you broke up, you broke up with her, and she came to your house and she took all of your stuff out. Did you pay? Yes, you're about to be paying to replace those things. Now, the one guy that's gonna come in here and say these things have never happened to me. Okay, I mean, listen, again, it ain't happened to you yet. The next one you get with could be the one, and she's gonna make you pay. For all the other ones that you got for free. He somebody said you play in toilet paper. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Simon Small says a second contribution as this stream is vital. As men, we have to uh, you can try to not admit it. All right. I I don't know what to tell you. All right. All I have to tell you is good luck. But as men, we need to put our eagles aside. Shout out to Larry Portis. Mr. Palmer did a remix of Somebody's Watching Me. All right, shout out to him. 
All right. I love it. He's creative, but it all right. Uh Devoney Simon, word on the street is that you got to deal with serious XM. Sheesh. That's news to me. If I did, you know what time it is. If I got to deal with serious XM, everybody knows what time it is. Let's go ahead and roll the film of me getting the deal. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Live, Coach Greg Adams signing his deal with Sirius FM. Oh, it's going to be horrible. You think you hate me now? If you think you hate me now, <laughs> yo, wait until Sirius XM signs me. <laughs> and ladies, everybody, all of y'all going to be on payroll. <laughs> there's nobody, nobody, Um, there's no women that will come in here for no nothing free. You will sign documents to show me just a couple of your toes. Everything will be on an iron out, ironclad agreement. Every participation will have a check on the, <laughs> there'll be a check on the exit on the way out of the door. Guys, I have nothing to prove about getting women at that point. And that's what you guys have to understand. Once you reach a certain point, there's no, oh, he gets the, all the girls. Of course he gets all the girls. He does nothing to get them. All he does is have money. I got money. Yeah, and there'll be a witness. You'll be signing. I just update, upgraded my surveillance. So every woman that comes in here knows that there's cameras watching her enter and exit every room in here. I just had all, because I used to only have a certain amount of cameras, but I had to upgrade. So she, it shows her moving around. You'll be on surveillance. And not only that, once you get into the bedroom, you'll be under lights, camera, and action. <laughs> right? So you'll see a tripod, a lighting, a lighting stand, all of that. And then afterwards, somebody's going to walk you out. Over here, there's going to be a severance package. <laughs> Here's your severance package. We are now done. Your obligation is done with me. Your legal obligation is done with me. We hung out. You have, did you have fun? Did you enjoy the food that the uh, chef cooked? Did you enjoy the evening and the quality of it? Did you en did you enjoy the food and the drinks? All right. Well, we're going to sever the relationship from this point forward. There's there's no more obligation for me. There's no more obligation for you. Should you want to uh, have an additional extension of this obligation, we will negotiate further. Everything will be done business-like. You know why? Because you enter relationships thinking this is about emotion, but you exit and it's all business. Mm. See, you're like, this is emotion and this is about me and how I make her feel and how she makes me feel. And then you miss the business opportunity, but then when the relationship breaks up, it's all business. She takes your ass to court. She takes your ass to the plantation judge. She takes your ass to the damn domestic violence court. She takes your ass to child support. She takes your ass to false allegation court. She starts taking your ass and whipping your ass on Facebook and ruining your reputation. She started. Now it's a business all of a sudden. Now it's all business. Now she's all business. Now she's dressing up with her damn cardigan sweater looking like she's going to crier practice and she in there boohooing. Now she at the police with a baby on her hip with a snotty nose talking about you ain't never go see your kid. <laughs>
And then the, the judge ain't saying, where's the love? Hey, wasn't this about love? There's no more love. Now it's business. The love died once you entered the courtroom and you were like, what's the, what, 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 hey, baby, don't you love me? Don't you love me? Yeah, uh, we did love each other, but now let's talk business. Let's talk turkey. Let's talk turkey. <laughs> yep. So that's when it becomes to, and then y'all dumb people that say you got it for free realize that you were under a business contract the entire time. And if you think I'm lying, I don't know what to tell you. You will find out the hard way, you hardheads. All right, Roberto Cruz, you heard of the NYPD cop that deleted his wife's lover. I think somebody did talk to me about that. I think somebody did talk to me about that. I'm not quite sure, though. All right, uh, PayPal, thank you guys for being patient. We do have several PayPal's. All right, let's see here. Oh, we have, let me see here. Mr. Hunter, did I get you? Oh, I did. I ended up with him. So we do have like four or five more. So be patient. We'll get you that. And if there's anything else you want me to clear up, let me know. If you think you still don't pay and you want to prove it to me, I, maybe I have time for that. What time is it? All right, Billy the Kid, coach, explain plantation politics. So our guys uh, did want to know what that is. That was my best way to explain it. Uh, would, would be plantation politics, all right? What you guys see um, in terms of dragging men to court is an extension of what people used to do in the day. But I know you guys don't want to do that because you want to think that it was never that, but it is. Here's the link, Coach, Facebook. Oh, to the, okay, we got the muscle and fitness thing here. Um, I'm going to have to uh, pull that up. Oh, so it's on a Facebook poll. So we got to go to the Facebook muscle and fitness, and I'm spitting. Uh, Mr., let me see here. Mr. Cleaning Out His Closet says, uh, remember, you're not as holy as David, wise as Solomon, or as strong as Samson, and women brought down all three. This is what people, even the Bible, you know, as misogynist as the Bible is, the story is the same. Your downfall will be either your ego, either you not take not evolving as a man as you earn better, or women. Women are a huge vice for men. And if you don't treat it respectfully and you think this is the days of everything simping, you're going to fall. Leo K, speak on, speaking of fumbling the bag, Nike is not extending this contract with Kyrie Irving. Interesting for that. So sometimes when you speak out, it's a form of fumbling the bag. But if you are originally a person who speaks out, then it's not so much. People expect that from you. But when you're... When you're under, I know people have equated professional athlete to slavery, and sometimes it's off. But what you have to understand is those men, in exchange for money, have to say and operate in a certain way. So imagine being paid and you can't be free to speak. Now, you know, they get to sit on their money, so it's not going to be very synonymous with slavery. But the same as you guys have jobs, you have a salary, and you're muted when you go to work. And your guys are under way less salary than these NBA players. But LeBron James couldn't even speak out. And he has however much money he has. You know, you guys got to think about that. You guys got to think about it. I'm going to check out the um, uh, Kendrick Lamar's album. I heard that's out, so I'm going to check that out. Thank you for the contributions. And so this week, we're done with live streams. However, 
you will have the money mindset. I'm aiming towards tonight. We're going to have a doubleheader this weekend. So a Friday and a Sunday money mindset, Patreon level. All right, Patreon level. Also on Patreon, you will get the streams where we expose you guys to the dark side, which is the dark side of women using their, what my, their mama gave them in order to get through and patch their way up through life. You're going to be surprised. You'll see your nieces and your cousins and your sisters and your, your, you can see your whole damn generation on here. You'll be absolutely shocked if you want to venture through the dark side. We do that on Sunday mornings on Locals, and then you'll get some replays of that on Patreon. So that's exclusive content that I, that I don't put on YouTube because um, of the people don't want to get this type of reality. So we do that and you have to make a contribution for that information. You also see some things about me on dating apps and showing you uh, uh, there's a bunch of uh, content related to that. There's also the replays of the money mindset out there. Anyway, man, look, you guys have a good weekend. You guys handle your business and stay out of trouble. Get If you get out of the country, take the country out of you, move out, watch out for the people who are close to you. Your enemies aren't necessarily the people who are strangers. What did we are? We also learned that today. Everybody pays <laughs> all of that, man. Appreciate y'all for the support. And we out of here. Uh-oh, I'm on the wrong page. We're out of here. I'm like hotter than average. Take the average. I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above, I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy.